listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from just north of the Big Friendly, where I, for one, am having an insane week. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where I'm Trying not to follow the white rabbit, but to keep my eye on the elephant. I'm Andrew Hoffman. All right, that's a uh, that's a throwback to last week's show. The, the rare, the rare callback to the show just previous. <laughs> yeah, the rare continuity. I I haven't told you this. I didn't tell you this before the show. I didn't tell you. I just the the amount of the the amount of reasons to cancel the show or postpone the show so I could take care of other stuff. It's like, it's jaw dropping. Like it just, but I wanted to come on. I wanted to do a show. I want to get it out there. It's actually one of the, you know, highlights of the week, you know, doing some of the work to get it out or preparing isn't, but it's just, I don't know. It's just been crazy. We've had in-laws. My in-laws were in town this week, which is awesome. We got to see them, but at different points throughout, actually towards these last couple of days, each member of my house became sick with some sort of a stomach virus. (laughs) So there has been uh, some puking going on in our house, mm. and then it's like, well, you got to keep the, you know, slightly older people away, and so then how do you, you know, the in-laws are only in town for a certain amount of time, and so, you know, I woke up this morning, and my, my son was sick, and I had stayed up late the previous night because I was working on some other things because the day, you know, the night before, I was sick, and, uh, and then... Yeah, add all that in, and then there's... Oh, I want to throw this out there real quick. I would like to ask for a prayer request. There is a, uh, a member of my extended family who listens to this show who is currently actually uh, in the hospital. And so I would ask hmm. that you would pray for them, please, because they could really use it. I don't think they want me putting their business out there, but they know who they are, and any prayers that you could give them would help. But it's an extended family member in the hospital, and... It just, I don't know, it's just like one thing after another, after another, just like the whole day was like, just just postpone the show, postpone the show. And I'm thinking, you know, (laughs) 
There's something weird about this. It's, a lot, it's way too many things trying to get me to postpone the show. If I like at a certain point midway through the day, I was like, no matter what happens, I'm doing the show. Like, even if more things happen, I'm just I'm like putting my 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 uh, stake in the sand. Like, all right, it's too much, too many things converging at once to get me to not do it. And I'm, you know, yeah. Well, you know the the clock is ticking down on our chance to tell people to go watch the real Anthony Fauci parts one and two. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's uh, so I think we got like two days left. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, before you have to find it where someone ripped it off and put it on a, a channel or purchasing it. Purchasing it. Always an option as well. Yep. Uh, Jude blowing me away. The first one really, really good. I think yeah. we talked about it briefly last week. You said that you thought it was amazing. And then I watched it um, within the next few days after that. was also blown away. And it's like, you know, one thing that I took away from it, and I was trying to think about how to talk about it with listeners. But first off, if you don't know, The Real Anthony Fauci was a book that was produced by RFK Jr. and is now a documentary, and it's at therealanthonyfauci.com. You can go there. It's still up. It's still free for a couple more days. Uh, and then this morning they surprised us with a boom. There's a part two, and so the part two came out this morning. Um, like I said, I was trying to think about how to talk about it with the listeners and what my overall thoughts on it were. And I'll say this: I think, <laughs> um, we weren't wrong. <laughs> no. If if anything, we undersold it. These people are not to be trusted. This whole thing is a scam. It is 100% a war on the human race, a war on freedom, and a war on the, the, the population of the United States especially. And, it, you know, people tuning in, you know, think that, oh, this is a conspiracy theory podcast. I mean, my mom sent me a meme the other day. It said it's not a uh, conspiracy theory. It's just I know what in the world. I, I have a better idea of what is actually happening in the world than you do or something like that and it's true i don't i I don't feel bad at all you know what i mean if you look at that movie in retrospect and you look at dr pierre Corey, peter mccullough um you know uh blanking on names start throwing names out and there's just tons james corbett was in the part part of the second one um there's just whitney webb thank you whitney webb is one i was just thinking of mark crispin miller I mean, there's just there's quotes from people. Dr. There's Tenpenny. Yeah, Sherry Tenpenny. The other guy I like too. Uh, the um, the glyphosate ladies. Yeah, ah. Stephanie Seneff. Stephanie yeah. Seneff. I, it's is there anyone in that movie who we haven't talked about? On no, no. Guest every. It's so. like an all like seriously. It's an all star cl- cast of clips and stories we've read over the last two yeah. years. I mean, it's a hundred a hundred percent. With some extra layers, including RFK talking about, like, you know, personal experience and what they said to him type deal. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it, it was, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. The Yeah, that's from the second part, was it? Uh, yeah, where he talks about uh, Fauci pulling him aside in the hallway or whatever after yeah. they... So RFK, Trump really was going to put RFK in charge of vaccines and that whole idea got pulled. Uh, which we've talked about several times, but uh, he even goes in a little more depth and explains kind of how that all happened there. But I can't, I can't recommend it enough, everybody. And yeah, and the 
the Pfizer money for the inauguration, which we talked about, but then also, uh, what was it? A- Alex, uh, what's that guy's name? Berenson? I want to say Azoff. No, the, the guy who got uh, appointed by Trump. Oh, the, yeah. The I Pharmacil don't, guy. I don't remember that guy. The Pfizer guy. Well, and then the then the other Pfizer guy. Yeah. The, um, is, did this yeah. dude really sell us out for a million bucks? I mean, that is so pathetic. <laughs> it's so <laughs> if pathetic. If you're a billionaire, you'd sell out sell out your country your own vaccine damaged child everyone else's children for a million bucks for a stupid inauguration party i don't know that's kind of what it kind of what it looks like uh yeah i mean there could have been other stuff too there's probably the uh you know this rfk didn't talk about this on um this documentary but he certainly has talked about it elsewhere you know the assassination of JFK, right? And there's, you know, do you find the truth out about that your first first day? Or there's the old Jesse Ventura story that we played about the CIA coming in and and saying like, we just want to know how you won this election. You know, <laughs> we <laughs> what did you do? We want to ask you some questions. So. <laughs> I was just talking to Andrew, and uh, we're off off the start. I was just talking to you. We're starting off the show here, and uh, before we started, and I said, in the the real Anthony Fauci part two, which I was telling you, I think is better than the first one because the first one is really good for those who are not well versed uh, in what's going on and what happened and kind of how it all happened. Uh, which is what happened kind of in the first one. Like, hey, this COVID thing didn't come out of nowhere. There was some stuff going on, and here's how. But part two is like, okay, here's how it started. This is where Anthrax crosses ties with billions of dollars, which crosses ties with Anthony Fauci being in charge, which he then starts funneling into gain-of-function research, which, I don't know, it's just almost like they had the receipts. It was it helped everything fit together. It's a an extremely well, succinct then, explanation of what we've been talking about for long before COVID, but just like this whole military industrial complex. And, and he's got the, the, you know, the year 2000 when Gates met up with Fauci and what that led to. And yeah, it's all, all laid out there. Don't think that you, you know, I don't want to give the impression that we've talked about all this stuff already. So you don't need to know that's it. Like, true. E- everyone will. Learn from watching it. Even if you read the book, I read the book, and there's still stuff that it was like, oh yeah, that was in the book type deal. But uh, some more detail, and the the filmmaker Jeff Hayes just does a really good job of finding footage to go with uh, go with the information. So absolutely, yes, yes, that's true. We have talked about a lot of this stuff, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go check it out. You definitely should. Our podcast uh, starts off with some clips from the world, and then of course finishes with a, a verse from the Psalms, but or a, a chapter of the Psalms. But in the intro of our podcast, there are two clips which make it into the second part <laughs> of this movie, so it's kind of up our alley with the yeah. military-industrial complex. Yeah, the, and then the, the whole fi- anthrax thing. I mean, we've talked about ad nauseum. Yeah, we yeah, talked about that yeah. for a long time because it was yeah. it's a much overlooked, strange, desperate yeah, it, attempt. And it pulled. it's really smart of him to focus on that instead of nine eleven itself. Yes, yes. Because 
people don't have the same level of emotional brainwashing with the anthrax propaganda programming yeah because they they gave up on that so quickly that it's not like ingrained in people people don't have the the gut instinctual just like reject anything about that topic reaction to it right they don't know about it that's true you know that's that's true as a matter of fact if you i think if you tell people you what oh yeah wasn't that like mailed to some senators or something right that's it and that's about was that Saddam Hussein? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wasn't that? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Uh... The And the, connect, the connection between Operation Northwoods and the anthrax thing, very well done. I think very convincing. And they didn't go into crazy detail on the anthrax thing with the you know, showing the the handwriting of like, uh, uh, long live all or whatever they said. Just ridiculous. It is so like, bad. Mistakes. It's it cartoon is level so propaganda. Bad. It is so bad. I don't know who was in charge of that op, but I if if I was a member of the CIA or the hidden hand, that guy's fired. He's out. You can't. He never runs another op. It's terrible. And it's, the, the anthrax was traced back to Fort Detroit. You know, one of three <laughs> U.S. military locations, like very quickly, and so then they had to blame it on the br- poor Bruce Ivins guy. <laughs> well, it remember, turns out it couldn't have been him, but well, anyway, yeah. And it, it had to be like the, these. If you look into that much more, you you remember like, and this this isn't in the movie, but if you look into that much more, you start to realize like, oh, this is like a special kind of anthrax that only the U.S. government made. Like they left their own special calling card in this anthrax. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it wasn't made in a bathtub in Iraq. <laughs> I also liked how throughout that second part they really go into this is what gain of function is, and this is how they were able to get the money from the public, and it, it's basically. It's kind of crazy, but you know, war is a racket, as Smedley Butler said, and this has all been a war on viruses. It's been a war on, which <laughs> is really great if you're Andrew, because you don't even think viruses exist. So, yeah. but it's a war on something that you know, just like a war on terror, war on drugs. This, this is a war that could go on forever and has been, and it's basically he, Anthony Fauci, has to drum up the need for right, and it, it shows all the the different. Uh, flu panics that they tried. I mean, they tried to do yeah. this like 20 times. I didn't really even remember. I mean, I wasn't awake, I guess, in the kind of conspiratorial sense in 2005. Like the 2005 one? Yeah. Did you kind yeah. of remember that or no? A little bit, but I yeah. definitely remembered the other ones after oh, that. Oh, for sure. Everything after that, I totally did. But I was like, 2005, they tried an H1N. I don't even remember that. But I kind of do. I remember in Seattle... Some of the Chinese people were wearing masks. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. No idea what's going on. It was an interesting point, too, after Gates got involved with Fauci, how the U.S. foreign aid switched to being almost exclusively vaccine-based. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, uh, clean clean water like dig you some wells no way man but you can have some vaccines you were the first one to point that out to me and and i uh that was years and years ago and i started you know i knew bill gates was bad i didn't think but you just kind of pointed out to be like hey what about the whole idea that like you could just give them clean water 
and you would extend the life expectancy and the mortality problems, but instead you just start shooting them with vaccines. Yeah, I mean, the idea that they're they're better off uh, with no sanitation, you know, living in third world conditions <clears throat> as opposed to having modern plumbing infrastructure <laughs> and no vaccines. Uh, oh, I wonder which one will work out better. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and then the... I don't. I'm getting them too confused now because I saw them both fairly recently. But I think later in part two, the Africans are the ones that save us. The Africans are like, ah, I think we're good on this. Yeah, they're like I, you know, they're they're like the first people who are like, I don't want any of those vaccines. Uh, we stand with the people of. Gosh, I'm gonna miss it. It was it was one of the countries that stood up, and everybody kind of stood up behind them. Well, but I don't think they get into it. But they're. You know, there's about three dead presidents. Yeah, since then there has been a couple dead presidents. So, of uh, the ones that stood up, a, a interesting high kill rate there. Yeah, so for sure. Well, well, we got it, man. It, yeah, I've I've got more. You're overclipped. Vaccine stuff later. I'm overclipped, but a lot of them are short, and I don't want to. I don't want to brag, but I've got some gold in here. Do you have some, uh, I have some gold here that was sent in by a listener. So I, uh, let me see kind of what you're doing with your clips here. Because I'll, I'll see if there's a good spot to play so this. So this. this first section is mainly hate clips. Okay. Uh, which means politicians. Okay. So if it works out to throw your stuff in, feel free. Because this is okay. just a, a general category. But... Let's start off with a little quiz for Tim. Quiz for Tim. I like it. Uh, so this is the listen clip quiz for Tim. And the question is simple. Who is talking? Okay. All right, all right. Oh my gosh. Super loud. Sorry about that. Let me tone this down. I know who it is, man. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You can get 100% on the quiz. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> Close. Who is it? <laughs> no, you you have it right. You just pronounced your name wrong. I, bu- I butchered the name. Alexandria yeah. Ocasio-Cortez. Yes. Yes. And uh, down near the bottom, the third from the bottom, we've got a listen ISO. <laughs> I didn't know we were going. Let's do it. I got some ISOs too here. Let's see. Listen, ISO. Listen, listen, okay, listen. <laughs> Very authentic. Not pandering in any way. So, you know. It's like when Hillary Clinton shows up to the black gospel church in the South, you know, and she suddenly develops a y'all. I am no ways tired. I am not tired. <laughs> I will not stop. I ain't no ways tired. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. It didn't it? Didn't I? Didn't even so, bring the Hillary clip. The, how long? The, yeah, the Soros the, one. How long until it dawns on AOC that she can't go out? She, like the I, when I saw that clip that that's from, and basically somebody basically somebody confronts her in an audience and starts. Mm-hmm. Telling her that she's voted against everything and she's not stopping the war in Ukraine and we don't need to be funding the war and keep the money at home. You know, I mean, classical liberal positions that she clearly doesn't care at all about. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
she she can't she can't figure out what to do with herself and it, and i actually i didn't feel bad for her it's not the it's not the term but i i like i realized i'm like how long until she kind of realizes like oh yeah she can't even convince herself she's a woman of the people anymore because once you get to you know your nancy pelosi style you're not doing town halls you can't be among the people you will be like you will be accosted you will be yeah. you will be yelled at you will be shouted down like I mean, <laughs> Nancy. I think the funniest part about the funniest part about January six on January six was all the dudes who were like <laughs> walking around the Capitol, inside the Capitol building, going, "Nancy, Nancy, where are you?" And she later says, "Like I feared for my life." It's like they weren't gonna kill you; they were just mad and they wanted to like. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Anyway, uh, so yeah, she's gonna have a, a crisis. Yeah, she's gonna have a crisis soon and realize, like, hey. Turns out I can't uh, be around the people. Indeed, yeah, very, very inauthentic. But you know, unlike uh, Sandy from the Block, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden has got legitimate cred with the people. So let's oh. let's hear his clip. Uh, just a a very truthful, authentic story about his uh, his grandfather. My grandfather, Finney Grant, would really be proud of me right now. No, I'm not joking. He would. By the way, he's an All American football player, John in Santa Clara. Uh, so the no he, real he, way he, he doesn't even get the name. Can we, my grandfather, Finney Grant, would really. Yeah, maybe he thought that like it wouldn't it wouldn't get fact checked. Like he realized he wasn't supposed to be telling this story because it's totally made up, and so he just stumbled over the name. But uh, yeah, and no real way to fact check whether his grandpa would be proud of him or not. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of up in the air. But there is a way to fact check whether his <laughs> grandfather was an All America football player at Santa Clara <laughs> in the turn of the twentieth century. You okay. hold on a second. You're not going to tell me he wasn't. <laughs> All right. So this comes from American Thinker. I didn't do the work myself. This is actually back from July because this latest clip is new, but it's at least the third time he's told this lie. There's always so this, more football, Tim. There's always more That's football. The there's always more America. lies about Joe Biden's <laughs> grandfather being an All-American. People, so. people don't understand. You're a football. I mean, people who listen to the show a long time probably know, but you're a football head. I'm a fo- we know a lot about football. How hard is it to be an All-American? <laughs> how, ma- how many All-Americans are there out there? <laughs> it's very difficult. And <laughs> so he, I'll I'll read part of the story. We don't have to read the whole thing, uh, but it was pretty funny. So James Nolet. An American thinker. Unlike Britney Spears, Joe Biden didn't fall in love again. In his case, once again, he repeated the same defrocked family lie that he has told in the past about his maternal grandfather, allegedly being an all-American football player at Santa Clara University in California shortly after the dawn of the 20th century. Fact check. Has there ever been an all-American football player from Santa Clara well, We will get to it. Oh, does, sorry. He, sorry. In fact, he, that's exactly what he's doing in the article. My apologies. This isn't the first time that Brandon has stated this whopper. Biden originally stated this false claim on February 10th during a speech. So so February 10th, July 28th, and now whatever it was a few days ago. All right. 
Uh, every time I walk out of my grandpop's house and up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, his name was Ambrose Finnegan. He was an all-American football player at uh, Santa Clara when he was a kid. I wrote about this on uh, on these pages on February 15th. All right, so I said in my article that it was inconceivable that Finnegan attended Santa Clara at the turn of the 20th century. I didn't believe he'd attended university at all, and in that I took Biden's own word for it. For in his speech at the Iowa State Fair in 2017, he said, <laughs> I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? Silly me for knowing that these words were plagiarized from Neil Kinnock and nevertheless still believing them. Not only was this plagiarism, it was also mendacious if Biden's maternal grandfather did in fact ever go to Santa Clara, even if uh, only for a short time. Santa Clara Magazine has reprinted a letter from Ambrose Finnegan sent to the university in 1930 requesting a subscription renewal to an unnamed Santa Clara publication and implying his appreciation to dear old alma, alma mater Santa Clara. In the same hyperlink above, Santa Clara Magazine also published a photo showing a ledger from 1901 that stated the grades of a number of students, including an Ambrose Finnegan. Assuming this is Biden's grandfather, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Ambrose's grades were the lowest of all the students listed <laughs> in the ledger. <laughs> Santa Clara Magazine also said that Ambrose returned to Pennsylvania after the great San Francisco earthquake as of April 18, 1906. All this is a bit strange if Ambrose enrolled at SCU as a 17-year-old in 1901, or even 1900, when he was 16, since he should have gone home at least the year before. And maybe he should have returned home much sooner than 1906. I visited the Santa Clara University Alumni Archives, in other words, its list of all its graduates, and searched for Ambrose Finnegan any year. At the bottom of the page read, no directory entries found, were found that match your search. Please try using broader search criteria. In summary, it appears that Ambrose Finnegan may have enrolled at Santa Clara University, but never graduated, and at some unknown point he dropped out. All alumni are enrollees, but not all enrollees become alumni. Let's assume that Ambrose was born in 1884, which is what his obituary says. If he enrolled in, eight, in 1901, he'd, be, he'd have been about 17 years old, which is a bit too young. But assuming Ambrose had rolled at SCU in 1901, he should have graduated in 1905. The next questions are, did Ambrose ever play football while at the school, and was he ever an All-American? I can find no roster list from that period, but I did find this summary of the history of the vaunted Santa Clara Broncos. The Santa Clara Broncos commenced intercollegiate varsity play in 1902. <laughs> in their first four seasons, they played an average of fewer than four games a year. Not enough consideration for All-America. They didn't play at all in 1906 or 1907. If Ambrose left FCU after the earthquake, he could have played in the autumn of 1905, but not 1906. For most of collegiate football history, underclassmen never became All-Americans. But let's be generous and suppose that Ambrose could have played in any or all of the four football seasons from 1902 to 1905 and could have been eligible for All-America designation in all those years. The American Football Database lists the All-America selections for over the past 120 plus years. I've consulted their, their, list, their list for each football season from 1902 to 1905, four years total. This is what I found. All All-Americans played either in the Northeast or in the Upper Midwest in what now corresponds to the old pre-expansion Big Ten 
There were no SEC, no Pac-10 All-Americans, nothing. No All-Americans came from schools in the American South or West in those times. From 1901 to 1905 inclusive, there were some 156 named All-Americans. All right, in those years, okay, it was mainly all Ivy League, Ivy League and Army. I'll shorten shorten that part. So, guess there was a Santa Clara Bronco who was an All-American in 1963. <laughs> he was the, and he's widely, you know, he's the first Santa Clara Bronco to be named an All-American. 1963. So, just a few holes in the old story there, Joe. Uh, That that did not stop him from repeating the story multiple times. The thing is, I got hairy legs. It's just corn pop, you know? Yeah, it's just... that's Liars just keep on lying. Yeah. You you don't get old and stop lying if you're a liar. Uh, <laughs> Especially if there's like a, a set of lies that you tell as part of your stump speeches. I mean, this is how we end up with the, you know, Joe Biden was raised uh, Puerto Rican politically. <laughs> and he was also raised Jewish for some reason and in the black church. Okay. Yeah. Makes total sense. Uh, so I, I thought that was a good one, but, uh, you know, I mean, Joe Biden's an easy target. So the Oregon governor's race, which oh, is of interest to very few people, we referenced <laughs> it last week because we had the real clear politics where it said a Democrat could win in Oklahoma and a Republican right. could win in Oregon. What yep. a crazy time. So it's Tina Kotek, who is the Kate Brown Democrat clone, kind of the designated successor against uh, a lady who used to be a Democrat or is still a Democrat, but running kind of third party named Betsy and the Republican uh, Christine Drazon. Okay. Of course, women, we can't have a man governor and it's Oregon. Come on, man. We're too far advanced to have a man running for anything. So have you ever seen these bumper stickers? The future is female. To be fair, the last male governor we had, Kitzhaber, was a total, you know, corrupt disaster with all the green energy. Oh, that was the green energy guy. We were doing the show back then. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Tina Kotek is apparently getting a little nervous because she's she's put out an attack ad, which isn't too unusual. But let's go ahead and play it and find out who she's attacking. Hold on, I probably should have. And so I should have had that loaded. Go ahead. So the footage in this uh, commercial is all like homeless encampments. Great choice, Tina. So let let's hear who she who she's attacking here. Uh, Homeless encampments. I mean, I didn't think she was running for Washington governor. Nobody in Oregon would say, let's keep doing exactly what we've been doing. Certainly not me. I called for a homelessness aid of emergency nearly three years ago, while Kate Brown did nothing. And Christine Drazen killed efforts to make our streets safer. I'll enforce the laws on the books, increase public safety funding, and get folks connected to treatment. We certainly don't need a red state takeover to clean up the damn trash. I'm Tina Kotek, and I'll move our state forward the right way. Paid for by friends of Tina Kotek 4792. Oof. So, 
when you've got the Democrat candidate, the anointed successor to Kate Brown, the Democrat governor, attacking Kate Brown <laughs> in her advertising, they're scared. Yeah. No, it's... I yeah. don't know if that did they could they not afford enough printers like for the ballots for the pre-printed ballots or what's going to is the shipment from China not going to make it in time? I the Multnomah County on. County voting machine is still undefeated. So yeah, it's a I don't know, man. They, I mean, they should be they should be afraid if there is real voting, but uh, yeah, that's weird, man. That's they, they, she even they, says, "Can you we, we could take the trash out." She was talking about homeless people a minute ago. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a like seriously. Listen to that, especially for a super woke liberal. Like, listen. To that That's said. interesting because people on Twitter pointed that out too. Connected to treatment, we certainly don't need a red state takeover to clean up the damn trash. Yeah, she talks. She goes literally from I can help people get treatment to take out the trash. Connected to treatment, we certainly don't need a red state takeover to clean up the damn trash. <laughs> yeah, great. Good. But she's so cool. She puts mild swear words in her ads. Yeah, so cool. that's that's true. That's true. But hold on. Uh, all this aside, there was one thing I just thought of, though. Andrew, have you considered this? Just wanted to check real quick if you happen to know. Is she, is she, does she have sex with other women? Uh, of course. Ah, oh, well, I mean, that's. that's I mean, that explains I mean, it. Have, have you seen a picture of her? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. That, very, it explains uh, very, it. Explains it. Very large, homely woman in particular. <laughs> Don't go after her personal appearance. Just go after the thing that makes her qualified. Being no, honest. I'm saying her her partner. <laughs> uh, and she's not even a native Oregonian. I mean, it, come on. Is she not really? Is, I didn't know that. No, she's she's she had to put out an ad about that, which drew attention to the fact she wasn't a native Oregonian. Like. When I came to the Oregon coast 30 years ago, I fell in love instantly and knew I had to be here. It's like, oh, yeah, we're so glad you came, Tina. So, all right. But uh, um, we'll get through some other other winners. Uh, the Pennsylvania Senate debate, who the Republican is horrible, Dr. Oz. I, this is the crudité, you know. Yeah. He's looking for some crudités. Uh, and, you know, I mean, he's pro-vax. He's terrible. He's I mean, terrible. He's he's, yeah. he's essentially a Democrat who is running as a Republican. And they've he's running against someone that's so bad. Oh, so this is <laughs> this is his uh, Democratic opponent, uh, Fetterman. And let's play... Uh, Fetterman Senate debate. This is how it starts. You're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I mean, uh, you've got 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. Like, you could say good evening. You could say hi, good evening. It's a little awkward, but hi, good evening. He sounds terribly nervous. I'll defend the guy. He sounds terribly nervous. Hi, good night. You got to get your sea legs under you, though, as time goes on here. Okay, well, he... he, uh, 
let's just say he doesn't. Uh, uh, yes. Let's play the the Narrator. Fetterman he on did not. Fetterman on fracking. Deal so, with the tough questions. Quick, 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 okay. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Okay, thank you, Mr. That <laughs> <laughs> clears it up. <laughs> I do, I do, I do support. You want uh, to say I fracking. stand by what I, I said in 2018, but do, he literally said do. the exact opposite of what he just said. So at least he caught himself before he said, "I, I stand by what I said in 2018." <laughs> like, uh, but it almost came out as a, as like I stand, I sit. I don't a fracking a fracking. I don't like it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. No, I'm for it. I, I love it. I love fracking. <laughs> I love it. I'm good. I mean, it's good. I like they it. They told me I love fracking. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was cool to not like fracking in I, 2018, but now they're telling me that you know a quarter of the state's economy is based on fracking, and I'll lose if I say I don't support fracking. I so. always support fracking. I've been a big supporter of fracking ever since fracking happened. Of a fracking guy, <laughs> but you, people call me the big quote fracker. Was I do not support fracking. I uh, I support fracking. I stand next to. <laughs> I do. Oh man! Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was good. Uh, we got some. We got, we've come up with some ISOs for the future in here. This is good. Yeah. I yeah, like I, it. I, Put some work in, man. Listen, listen, okay, listen. Hi, good night, everybody. <laughs> do oh. Glad we're doing a show. This is this is you good. Know, it's good. There, there was um, spiritual warfare going on to try and keep these these <laughs> clips from the people. So you know, while we're talking about uh, demons. Ah. I've got some other, or sorry, politicians. Oh. Um, while we're on the subject of demons and politicians, and kind of the same thing, um, I got some some random cl- clips from the bit shoot. Okay. Um, you know, playing the clip on the show. I just thought this was interesting for a couple different reasons, but I will wait to comment till we play them. So. The setting, and this happened a, a while ago. Will had already seen these. I'm not sure exactly when the this occurred, but it was in the COVID era because she's talking about the vaccines. A lady who, if you see her, you definitely believe she's uh, demon-possessed. And the person who's kind of like a deliverance guy, but he's not really trying to deliver. He's trying to talk to the demon for some reason. Uh, so anyway. I'm not saying all this is theologically correct, but the, it is interesting. So, John Levi Mostert, Demon Possessed Woman, clip one. When you're Now I'll play a video of a woman who is possessed and who is being interviewed. You'll note some of the similarities between their behavior. To overcome censorship, the word vaccine has been beeped out and has been replaced by the word pharmacia. This cross? 
Look at me. You're arrested. Is the part of your kingdom? Yes. Is it? It's. But she won't take it. What happens if she takes it? She's ours. She's yours. How? It's just. No, but it's Let me notice the serpents. The serpents? What serpents? That that shows medicine, the serpents. Is that what you're talking about? No, I don't believe you're talking nonsense. Hmm? So you work through pharmacia. Witchcraft. Hmm? So is it all part of your plan? I arrest you in the name of Jesus. Part of your plan. Hmm? It has black magic in it. But she already knew that. Hmm. So it's got black magic in it. So what happens when people take it? Hmm? What is it going to do to the people in the long run? Kill them. Before repentance. When are they going to die? When are they going to start dying? What's the plan? You don't know. But the is going to kill them. Does it protect them from COVID? Not at all. Not at all? But they say it protects them from, the, from COVID. So you say it doesn't at all? Because they are also working with us. Who? The ones that say it works. Really? Now why do they want to kill the people? Hmm? But Jesus can't have all his soul. Why is Jesus coming soon? Yes. So they're trying to kill as many as they can before he comes. When is he coming? Soon. You don't know. No one knows. But we know it's soon, right? Time is short, right? Alright. I tried to... In the original clip, I couldn't find it, the clip without the vaccines bleeped out, so I tried to shorten the beeps, so it's oh. not quite as glaring in there, but yeah. Okay, so you said this to me a few days ago, and uh, I've been thinking a lot about it, and I want to talk, so let's, let's talk to the listeners through this, for sure. Number one, we have no way to verify any of this, it just looks like a demon-possessed person, and if you watch the video, it's fairly convincing. Number two. If we are actually listening to what a demon is saying, demons are liars. <laughs> they will right. mislead us. They are trying to take humanity to hell. So those two caveats aside, the beginning of this video, he talks about, and he pulled the only clip that doesn't make sense with the seizures, the gyro gyratory seizures, out of that famous clip that's going around is there's a guy who has this, you know, turning and sees something, which is what I originally thought. But he doesn't just see something and then kind of seize up and kind of turn on his axis. This dude starts swatting at something like crazy. Right. Like and it is an insect. Like it is an insect or something yeah. that's near him. And that is the clip that the person who created this video used uh, to intro this whole idea. And then showed the steam assist woman talking about the, uh, the vaccine being black magic. And I have many thoughts on this too. One of them I wanted to kind of throw out there for you was, haven't you seen the serpents, is what the, the demon or the woman says, uh, on the hospitals. 
But that's actually, those are there because of a reference to the Old Testament where Moses held up the serpents and those, everybody who looked at it was healed, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the the way all the secret society and right, it's all demon it's, stuff, yeah, for they sure. have alternate no, stories for everything. 100%. No, that's, 100, that's very true. But I just wanted to, to at least say that part. But yeah, this, they use symbols and then... Anyway, should we go on to the next part? Uh, yes. Yeah, let's just play the second part. So where have you been every time we've cast you out? Hmm? Waiting. Waiting. Waiting for what? Waiting for a good place to come back. Oh, waiting for a good place to come back? Yeah. What's a good place to come back? A door. A door. So you're waiting for a door to be opened. What doors do Christians open for demons to come in? Unforgiveness, hatred, and fear. Fear. Everybody's so fearful, don't they know? Not all. Not all. Mm-hmm. What is it? Mean? Isn't it just medicine? <laughs> no, no. It's medicine. No. It's helping people. It's harming people. It's helping people. It's harming people. But it's from doctors. The doctors say we must take it. They work with us. Do they know they're working with you? Some, yes. Some, Some. do. Not all, though. Mm-hmm. So what's I don't understand. What's in there? I command you, tell me in the name of Jesus. Luke 8 verse 17, look at me. Luke 8 verse 17, look at me. Luke 8 verse 17, there's nothing hidden that will not be made manifest. Nothing secret that will not be known. Is that the word of God? Yes. Who's the word? Jesus. So do you have to obey the word? Yes. So what's in that's Black not. magic. Black magic. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. So as soon as someone gets in, do they immediately get demons? No, they just open doors. Oh, they open the doors and then the demons come in. Yes. Um, <laughs> but now what if I got in and I repented of it? What if I took and I re- you know what happens. and I decided that I want to you repent? Know what happens. Tell me what happens. They get freed. They get freed. So, so if they take, there's still a way out, right? Yes. What, yes. What is the way out? Jesus. Jesus. He's always the way. Yes. So all these people, they can just. Choose Christ and repent. Yes. And that door's closed. Yes. Sit up straight in Jesus' name, I command you. And that door's closed. Yes. Is the in itself harmful to people? Or is it just the open door? <laughs> it's harmful. Is it harmful? Yes. Wow, what is it going to do to people? It's going to take their souls. They don't know 
How's it going to take their souls? They're going to go to hell. If they take you. Yes. Why? Because we've won. You haven't won. Because they don't know. They don't repent. Hmm. Again, can't emphasize enough. Demons will lie, so this can't be all truth coming from this mouth. Um, for instance, in the last clip, she said she knows Jesus is coming soon, but the guy corrects her because he knows that, that, that no one knows. So anyway, um, this second part got me really noodling on it quite a bit. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Well, I what it kind of made me ponder... Uh, was kind of the deep-seated reactions that people have yeah. had yeah. to the vaccine yeah. on both sides, like, yeah. you know, me included. Yeah, no, no, it's true. And it's like, it is, you know, looking at it through a propaganda lens is helpful, and that's what I do most of the time. Uh, but looking at it from a spiritual perspective of there is some truly, you know, is there some truly demonic stuff going on? Um, that would explain a lot. Yeah. It would, expl- it would explain some of the, you know, just the the rage and the hatred and the, the fear and the, the people me- that wanted the people who refused to take the vaccine to die and wanted their kids to die. It's just, you know. I, I mean, don't care we, about we, them. I hope they die. Let's not forget this one, too. Uh, one thing I was kind of struck by during the first clip the, this time through, uh, do you remember the like uh, w- people were memeing it, and I think they talked about it on No Agenda. But remember how people would like get it, like I feel amazing. It's like whoa, easy. Like you, right. I, yep. I feel like Superman. It's like whoa, okay, that's a, it's a vaccine, right? Like you got a vaccine. Like how do you feel? I feel invincible. It's like whoa, that that in hindsight, that's a little odd. Yes. Yeah. There was. People getting dressed up like they were going to a wedding to yeah. go get their vaccine. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Super but. famous picture of that lady. She's like holding the hand of the guy who's shooting the thing into her kid's arm, and she's just staring at the camera. It's like that. I mean, that 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 sums up that picture pretty pretty succinctly. So the main thing that bothers me about this clip, not bothers me, but it's just really stuck in my craw. Is and you and I kind of tried to talk about it via text a little bit. Um, is the open doors. So the basic premise here is we're saying that black magic may be, I mean, this is what this demon is saying. There's black magic in the vaccine. It opens doors. It steals your soul. You and I both immediately agree that a born-again believer who believes in Jesus and has repented, who takes the vaccine... I don't see how that's opening a door, and I don't see how they they could steal your soul through that way. Yeah. What I do think, though, is it's possible if you're on the fence, if you hate God, that it opens a door. But what's that door, right? Like this is this is the crazy part about this really like huge game thing that we are in is that the devil has to tell us what he's going to do in order for it all to even him to be allowed to do everything he does and so you know to tie a bunch of different uh, thought trains together he'll do like olympic ceremonies and show you like 
dancing <laughs> dancing nurses with a giant uh, vaccine there a giant germ that comes in and kills all the people and then there's no babies and it's like welcome to the olympics in, in 2012 in no, uh, london 2004 yeah. yeah 2004 was one of them then there's 2012 yeah. in london was the dancing people with the dancing oh, yeah, nurses yeah. and yeah that was in china right yeah that was in china and then yeah. there's the graphene looking <laughs> one that's in 1994 in uh, spain or whatever or 92 uh, two, in spain 2004 yeah um or anyway was it? I think it was neither here nor there. My point's still the same. They have to tell us. And then, like you said earlier, the symbols mean something different to the to the profane as it does to the so-called elite. So my question is, and she, he, whatever this is, said Christians or people can open doors. And how could Christians open doors? The response was through hatred. Through unforgiveness, which were, by the way, very unconvincing explanations, but then a very, through fear. Now, that fear one, that one's tough, because looking back two years ago, I'll throw myself out there first. I was scared. Scared for about a month, maybe two weeks, somewhere in that range. It was a very short amount of time. I think I guess I shouldn't have as much pride in that as how short it was. But I was scared at first. This is weird. What's going on? How am I going to do this? What's going to happen to my family? Um, discernment kicked in pretty quick, and some uh, some Twitter and some uh, you know critical thinking. But people got so scared, man. People got real scared, and people that I did like. I have a friend. He's not a friend anymore. I have a, I had a, I had a friend who I lost to this whole thing. Like he is still in Seattle with his family, just locked up in their house, scared of the COVID. I mean, uh, serious yeah. man. And it, no, I know. it was a, it was a, it was a buddy of mine. It was a, I mean, I don't want to get into this too much, but it just, just know that this happened. And I've watched this whole thing completely take over his life. Uh, I had been trying to talk to him about God or share the gospel a little bit here and there where I could. I probably didn't do enough. I probably will regret one day how little I did. But he was anti-God. He was he was against God. And it, of course, that wasn't the basis of our friendship. We met through other ways. But I was, you know, trying to over conversations around the you know fire pit in the backyard get to it, and maybe should have stepped it up a little faster because who knew something was going to come along that was going to completely change the fear changed him. I was someone I couldn't even be around. My my wife was the same way. It just it completely changed some of these people. And in Seattle, Seattle is chocked full of people who were scared and who don't like God. So are these the doors she's talking about? Is she just lying to us in general and there is no doors? There's something well, very true sounding in that, but it's it's hard to kind of parse out how that would work. Right. And and I'm not I'm not recommending we get theology from demon-possessed people. You're kidding me. (laughs) But, yeah, I 100% agree, you know, like we talked about previously. I believe people can be demon-possessed, and I believe, obviously, people can be truly saved and born-again Christians, but you can't be both. No. Agreed. So you can be a a nominal Christian, you can... Call yourself a Christian and not really be and potentially become demon possessed if you go far enough down the, you know, down that line. Uh, but as far as the doors thing, 
I th- I think you you hit on it with the it has to there has to be some sort of free will yeah. choice. You know, you don't just like walk down the street one day and get a demons jump into you. That's not you know it's not the way it works. And I think some of the old Chris White stuff talked yeah. about it yeah. with the some of the new age and the occult and just you know seemingly minor stuff like ouija boards and stuff that people get into that then they have um you know experiences whether it's uh paralysis at night or you know just these spiritually based spiritual attacks and experiences and and in some cases full-on uh possession there was a missionary at um, my church, let's see, last week, who's been in Guatemala like pretty much his whole life. And this uh, drunk guy at a soccer field comes up to him and he's like, hey, like, can you come to my house? Like, the, the, the dark things are in my house. Like, can you come and, and uh, pray for me? So he goes to the guy's house and he said, you know, it was the most spiritually oppressive demonic place he'd ever been and they they prayed and the guy ended up accepting christ and then his you know family and the whole block accepted christ within the next week but um you know so this is they they work through fear and Mm. i think there is an element of that i i do think there's something to the unforgiveness thing too because it Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you look at the parable that Jesus told of the servant who was forgiven, Yeah. you know, the equivalent of $100 million, and he refused to forgive someone $30,000, you know, in equivalent terms, more or less, and then gets thrown into the, thrown into prison and, and you know, left for, for dead there for his unforgiveness, you know, like you have been forgiven much. You need to also forgive others. So I, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a wrong thing. I don't think it's, it's um, I think it's Luke where he's, uh, he says, if you come to pray at the altar and you realize that you have a grievance against your brother or whatever, get up and yeah. go handle, handle that, handle the forgiveness there before you come so, back so your prayers can be answered. I would say it's... So that's the Tim 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 James version, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the TKV. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I think everybody understands what I meant. I'm not trying to yeah. be perfect, perfect over here. So the... Yeah, I, I think there's... There's an element of truth in that, but again, we're not... This is not played for the theology part of it but you know i think if you are truly a christian you're also not able to hold on to unforgiveness for your whole life right like god's sure. gonna be working on that and sure it's um you know it might take a while right but that's not gonna be a permanent condition sure like the the you know bitter hatred unforgiveness the and the, and the fear. I mean, uh, here, here's my uh, paraphrasing, misquoting of a Bible verse. But Jesus said, "Do not fear." Yeah. It's not like uh, 
Fear you know, not, a, I think is the word. An actual command, though, not just a, like, hey, try not to be afraid type deal. <laughs> right. So, Yeah. Um, this actually works in well. I didn't know when this would work, but it... Uh, it works perfectly right here. This is the much maligned Andrew Tate, and uh, this, is, this is the guy who's been censored, the kickboxer, who's you know makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying I agree with everything he says. I actually haven't heard much he said, but I came across this clip this week, and it stuck out to me because it's very similar to kind of how I came back to to God, to Jesus, uh, and it ties in directly with what we're talking about here. So I do believe in God because demons are real. There's genuine evil in this world. I've seen it with my own eyes. And there's always an equal and opposite force. If demons are real, then God must be real. Some of the things that are happening in the world today is truly the work of the devil. By extension, God must be real. There's no way it can, the devil can exist without him. And if you want to argue whether the devil exists or not, then you're not taking a very close enough look at the world. The people who are defending the matrix and trying to report its ideas, these people are genuinely, truly evil in their hearts. They don't care about humanity. They don't care about free speech. They're not pro-human. All they care about is trying to enforce ideologies regardless of how it affects people negatively. They're truly full of hate. And that makes them evil people. By extension, God must exist. And God inspires certain men to resist. Like myself. God inspires certain men to resist. Yeah, and if you... You know, you go through the Old Testament... And it's not always like goody two shoes types. It, in fact, it almost never is. You know, and what God asked some of those Old Testament prophets to do, you know, some pretty strange stuff. Like, hey, go marry a prostitute. <laughs> take like the, take this jawbone. Go murder like ninety dudes. Yeah. So the now I that's kind of a dualistic view like you know which is not the not i believe the correct view of of the universe but yes yeah of course there's a god that's i don't believe in atheists but um <laughs> just just people with the that worship the wrong god there but um so andrew tate is a gets a bit mentioned in the new uh bryson gray song that's mainly about Alex Jones and Kanye. You want to play that a little Let's, short yeah. intermezzo? Sure, it's tying, tying everything together here. If I could pull this up. And I don't have an Alex Jones update this week, so I, I, from what I hear, he's been fined f- $4 trillion now. I mean, 2.75 uh, trillion. <laughs> I do just, have one story. We can do it after the song. Good, good, good. Let's see, a little intermezzo here. I went down. They did to Alex Jones. They trying to rob him of every single thing he owns. How you get sued for a Billy for saying something wrong? They won't stop till everybody being watched by drones. And look what they did to Ye. They want everything. JP Morgan banned his account, but they do Epstein. They care more about Kanye West than they do sex rings. It's like you only have free speech if you left wing. And he wore white lives matter shirt with Candace Owens. She showed her BLM money winning. They both exposed them. 
It need to get closer to God, though that's what I'm hoping Because the deep they hate the stars when they can't control them They met Donald Trump while he was sitting president I guess they don't care if that's just a dangerous precedent Now they rating him and Mike Lindell without evidence Is this still America and what it represents? And that's why I'm not fixing why I'm slaying demons We living in the end of times, you should sure season Politicians betray this country, they committing treason It's all for power, so they laughing while the country bleeding Look what they did to Alex Jones They trying to rob him of every single thing he owns How you get sued for a billy for saying something wrong They won't stop till everybody being watched by drones And look what they did to Ye They want everything J.P. Morgan banned his account but they do Epstein They care more about Kanye West than they do sex rings It's like you only have free speech if you left wing Look what they did to Andrew Tate They banned Sneako too And everything they did to me They gonna do to you they run experiments on people like we in the zoo. They scare you in the silence if you have a different view. But you can talk sex, murder, push kids to switch their gender. You can't preach repentance, but you can tell them to be sinners. Biden's daughter exposed them, but nobody gon' remember. The D's and R's work together. I know that y'all bad to differ, but look what they did to Alex Jones. They trying to rob him of every single thing he owns. How you get sued for a billy for saying something wrong? They won't stop till everybody being I'm not the biggest hip hop fan, but I like that one. That's good. The uh, it just occurred to me you might not have heard Bryson Gray on Zuby's album. It's a kind of an epic song, but yeah, uh, Alex, Alex Jones, Kanye, Bryson Gray, even even get a uh, Andrew Tate mentioned in there as well as. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what is? I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to to sum that up. So there is. I'm definitely well, uh, I, a stand I up got, for fracking. Bryson Gray. What? <laughs> How do you feel about fracking, Tim? Uh, I stand. I stand. I stand. I sit. I just. Zoo. Yeah, that's it. But uh, all right, one one more celebrity, celebrity slash demon thing, and then we can. Can move on. We didn't even plan this, folks. This is just came. This came together. So, so, so. Uh, <laughs> as I told you on our on our text messages, there, my new least favorite conspiracy is the this person's a robot. Oh conspiracy. gosh, we, yeah. We just talked about last week. You got Elon coming out with this fancy new robot, and the thing walks like Joe Biden and can't do anything. Right. Like this is, they don't have Katy Perry robots, people. Yes. They just don't. Yes. So I'm glad this you is, brought this because I was gonna have to talk about it anyway. So yeah. So uh, we had talked about it, and then Paul Joseph Watson did a video that comes to kind of similar, not exactly the same, but uh, similar conclusion to ours. So let's play the first part of that. Do we need to explain what happens, or is he gonna explain it for us? Okay. Um, I could do it. It's no big deal. Yeah, go, go ahead and go ahead and explain it because I cut out the part from the performance because you're just watching it. Sure. It, so a video comes out very recently of Katy Perry at a concert, and her one eye keeps kind of drooping or closing. She can't seem to open it, and she reaches to her temple, touches it a few times, and each time she does, it her eye is able to open. Uh, the conspiracy 
Twitter starts freaking out and saying this is Bell's palsy, like what the Beebs has, and can you believe this? And then there's like, well, Katy Perry was killed a long time ago. This is her clone. And then there's, oh no, they made a Carrie Rob, Katy Perry robot. All these kind of nonsense conspiracy theories start going spinning up, and everybody's weighing in on it. And PJW responds, indeed. Viral video showing something weird going on with Katy Perry's eye is driving the conspiracy theorists mad. Got nearly 10 million views on Twitter alone overnight. Let's take a look. I mean, at first glance, it does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? The initial response was that this was evidence the Katy Perry bot had malfunctioned on stage when the software needs updating and you're in the middle of a gig. Of course, most of these people were joking, but others, it seemed... We're deadly serious. Celebrities are being replaced by robotic clones created by the Illuminati. Now, it's not that these celebs look a bit similar. It's that they're being replaced by robotic clones created by the Illuminati. There's actually a conspiracy theory about a factory that creates clones of Tom Cruise. Cruise doesn't perform his own stunts, you see. Oh, no. The clones are thrown in to do the job for him. Many of them dying in the process. Apparently. Imagine going that far down the rabbit hole. Anyway, Katie isn't averse to a bit of Illuminati symbolism herself. Anti-vaxxers were quick to give their take. According to them, it's the eye of the Pfizer. I vaxxed a girl and I didn't like it. I wasn't gonna sing that one. Although never acknowledged to have been caused by the vaccine, many pointed to Justin Bieber's revelation that he was suffering from Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which led to the partial paralysis of his face, and compared it with Katy Perry's eye malfunction. Last month, a video posted by Canadian actress Jennifer Gibson went viral. After having first been posted on Instagram back in July 2021, Gibson revealed that the left-hand side of her face was paralysed after taking the shot, and said that she was suffering from Bell's palsy. The actress had previously posted numerous other photos to her Instagram page urging people to wear masks and take vaccines. Despite the alarming symptoms seen on video, Gibson asserted that she'd be happy to get jabbed again. So I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine. But I have to say that I would do it again. Jab me harder, daddy. Studies show that although no definitive link has been found, there have been recorded cases of both Bell's palsy and Ramsey Hunt syndrome after COVID vaccinations. People who thought Perry's public face glitch was vax related highlighted the pop star's relentless promotion of COVID jabs. I mean, she literally dressed up as a vaccine, but was Katy Perry's onstage eye malfunction a vax side effect? Almost certainly not, and claiming it was actually harms the credibility of highlighting genuine, legitimate issues and concerns about the vaccine. So he goes on to have a commercial for a super sharp knife, and then the second half of his video where he considers the eyelash glue hypothesis, which I think is probably the best one, and then also, um, what is his, oh, he, he thinks she did it on purpose. Hmm. Well, like it, it was, a uh, basically a publicity stunt. Huh? Not bad. So. I, my wife does not wear three inch long <laughs> fake eyelashes everywhere, but I used to work at a car dealership and there were people there were women who worked at the car dealership in the front front desk person, woman, who wore really long eyelashes. And I remember often when she would first come in. And so this has become a big thing the last five, ten years. If you don't know about it, Andrew, sit down. I'll tell you all about it. But essentially, 
there's these semi-permanent eyes. So after these eyelashes got more and more popular, they they started doing semi-permanent ones. So it's like you get it and it lasts like a week, 10 days, two weeks, three, you know, just depends. Uh, I know this because not only were the girls that I worked with wearing them, but I actually sold a Range Rover to a person who put fake eyelashes on women. So it's a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's very popular. <laughs> it's a good business. It's a good business, exactly. <laughs> but my point is, is I've been around people like this, and the the temple touch is the telltale sign. She's essentially pulling... I've seen women do this. She's pulling the, her skin tight so that she can open her eyelids because the lashes have become tangled. I think these are like cartoon level lashes too. I can't imagine, you know. Yeah, they're like four inches long. Yeah, if you're doing, if you're like at a car dealership, you just double your lash size and it looks, you know, somewhat believable. Not really, but it's still, it's like, okay. But like Katy Perry on stage to be seen by 60,000 fans or whatever it is. I think these things are cartoonishly huge. So if you can imagine those things getting tangled up while attached to your eyelids, it's not a... It's not a super strong muscle that opens your eyelids. It doesn't need, doesn't need to be strong. You don't ever exercise it. So anyway, I've seen people do that. I've been around it, and that's a hundred percent what I think it was. So yeah. But so I, this is more of your, and I like this. Uh, it keeps me in check. But I like this uh, pet peeve of yours, which is conflating actual problems with baloney that's on the internet mm-hmm. to distract from bloody elephants in the room. Yep, that's the the Hillary Clinton method of distracting from a scandal with other fake scandals. Yeah. So it's it's not enough that there was a deliberate program to develop a vaccine that's killing millions of people and will kill millions and millions more. No, we have to focus on uh, Katy Perry being a robot and malfunctioning. You know, or... Or one particular, or maybe it's the vaccine, but it's like this one particular thing that isn't obviously the vaccine, but let's focus all our attention on that. I mean, 10 million views, clearly this is designed to get out there. Like everyone saw the Katy Perry thing if you're on Twitter, whether you wanted to or not. And of course, I think we've played the clip on the show previously, or at least talked about it, and you actually mentioned it earlier today uh, via text, Uh, but... You know, she says, I was trying to do, I think she even says, I was trying to become a gospel singer. I wanted to be the Amy Grant of music and then says, but it didn't really work out. So I sold my soul to the devil. (laughs) So she, yeah. And (laughs) I ended up not bringing the clip because I had too many clips, but I I did a little like refresher on that because I know we'd talked about it before. So you did watch it today? Yeah. So she... She said that two different interviews mm. where, and her parents were what she says are traveling preachers, and she grew up listening to gospel music and wanting to be the next Amy Grant. And she put out a gospel album when she was 15, and she said, Oh, it didn't really work out. She said some other stuff about why that was elsewhere, but anyway, she. Uh, she then, yes, both in both these occasions separate times said, and then I said, you know, so I sold my soul to the devil. And yeah. And then there's also this, um, story where she's working with a psychologist who's trying to help her because of her like split personality. And there's Katy Perry. And then there's like who she was born as, who's 
you know, doesn't get out very much. It's it's creepy. Like you'll I don't know if she's MK Ultra or what happened to her, but we don't have enough time yeah. to go down this road. No. This, this road never ends. Yeah, this road <laughs> never ends. I'm sure we've talked about it in the past, though. But oh yeah, you know, people it's, can go down the MK I've, Ultra. I've been I've been rambling nonstop on this thing for 11 years. I guarantee yeah. we talked 10 years yeah. plus. So, I guarantee we've touched on satanic ritual abuse and Hollywood and MK Ultra and the music industry. Yeah. So the I think that well, there's. MK Ultra and Monarch, which is the mm-hmm. you know the Monarch butterfly, mm-hmm. and then uh, as we talked about last week, the White Rabbit, oh. Alice in Wonderland, also in the Matrix, which has a lot of Alice in Wonderland references, and we talked about is this follow the White Rabbit Twitter account? Is she a shill or not a shill? We we're trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And then there is some more stuff this week. She's definitely a shill. And I've just got one uh, one clip, and we'll see if you agree or disagree. It is uh, White Rabbit Shill or Not Shill Revisited. So people are dying of sudden adult death syndrome. That's because the injection is designed that the moment you try and exert yourself, the moment you try and fight back, It's for in the future. It's for what's coming. The moment you try and rise up and fight back, Civil War style, you'll just drop dead. It's already been arranged that the moment you try and exert yourself, you'll drop dead. Now, lots of natural disasters are going to befall us. Viruses, floods, hurricanes, bushfires. And then... These billions of dollars spent on these quarantine camps, we know what they are, will be offered up as the resolution. I don't care if you have to pitch a tent on the rubble of what used to be your house. I don't care if you have to walk through the floods and pitch a tent 20 feet outside the floods. Whatever you do, I am telling you, whatever you do, do not voluntarily walk into a FEMA camp in the USA or a quarantine camp anywhere else in the world. Do you understand? You may never come out again. This is a very, very long plan. The moment anyone tries to rise up, the moment anyone does any kind of exercise or physical exertion, they're gone. And this was a long, long plan. You need to prepare for what's coming. We need to prepare for what's coming. They've injected all the sheep. The wolves are left. The wolves. You need to organize. Don't give anyone your address, but you need to organize in each suburb a meeting place for if anything really major goes down, natural disaster or otherwise. Everything here is a lie. They're going to make it look like it was someone else's fault. It was a natural disaster. They are going to try and funnel people into those camps. And my advice to you is don't ever, ever voluntarily walk into one of those camps. All right. What do you think? Um, I'm, uh, I'm a little vexed over here, a little perplexed because... I've been seeing more and more of the never go to the FEMA camp uh, message, um, as well as I think uh, 
Gosh, I can't remember where I heard this. So this is well. It's like every, everyone knows not to go to the FEMA camp, right? No, I mean, no, I got, is, I got that too. But hold on a second. I think it's uh, shoot. Uh, listen to too much stuff, man. Alex Jones. That's what's good about the Anthony Fauci is that it's all so succinct and it's right there. It's not like long, just long form content. Five, four, three hour podcast, four hour podcast, five. Anyway, Alex Jones, I think was saying. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Alex Jones in a, in, a, in a conversation with someone who knew an insider within FEMA who was sharing information with him who said that FEMA is concerned that they'll never be able to round everybody up. And so they're going to get people to walk into FEMA camps on their own. So the idea is a large natural disaster or man-made. And then the, the, you know, the order is going to come down everybody make your way to the nearest camp you can get some food and water or whatever and right yeah then we might just keep you there yeah 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 no anyway it's i'm a little creeped out though because you say this woman's disinfo she's saying things i've been thinking so wh- where are we with the uh... well so right at the beginning mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sudden adult death syndrome now you know that is supposedly a thing now, and there's we all know there's the bogus reasons for it and what have you, but it's not necessarily tied to exertion and exercise. Yeah, that does seem to be a weird thing throughout. I think we've pushed well. Yeah, I mean that's true, but like you keep getting athletes collapsing. I mean, there's so. there's there's the athletes collapsing, which obviously is is tied to that, but there. Um, you know the the died suddenly thing is not necessarily t- tied to exercising. These people are, you know, just doing normal stuff or sleeping or what have you, and it's just a, a very suspicious message. Like, oh, it's all been thought of, and basically, if you've already got the vaccine, what's the message to you? Uh, yeah, give up. Never exercise yeah, again. You give up. Like, yeah. That's true. Ne- That's never true. try to resist. But oh, if you, you know, if you didn't get the vaccine, you know, get together and form a militia with people from your neighborhood. That's not quite what she said, but we've we've seen this uh, messaging before too. Was, yeah. And w- what was the one I? <sighs> terrible short term memory. What did I send you in between? Wasn't there another one that was fishy? Via text. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because there, there was another one that I didn't get it for the show, but she's, I'm just like, oh, this person. Oh, that's right. That was, the, that was the last one you sent me. It was the, uh, I know what it is. It's the uh, Albert Borla doctored clip. Yes. So she, she tweets out this, uh, this clip of Albert Borla. And it's Albert Borla. It's a, it's a real clip. I think we might have talked about it on our show. And he's, but there's a part in there where he talks about reducing the number of people who can't afford their medication by 50%. And the clip is edited so that he says reduce the world population by 50%. Two yep. very different things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are two, and this is, this is Borla talking to Klaus Schwab. Now, this clip was not made by her. It was made by, I forget the name, but the, the person who made the clip, it was in the context of what if they said what they really meant. 
Right. Like, so it's clearly like I edited this, like right. this isn't what he said, but it is what they mean type deal. So I've got no problem with the person who made that clip, but she's then putting it out there as if it is real. And everything she puts out there is like super viral instantly. It's fishy as all get out. So I'm saying well, I'm gonna, chill. I'm gonna, you're saying chill. I'm going to come out with something that might be considered controversial, but I'm, I just got to say it. it's like not every random chick on Twitter has good discernment, Andrew. Well, so he, here's the thing, though. It, <laughs> if if she just didn't have good discernment, and people in the comment section are telling her, that's fake, here's the original clip, here's who edited it. And by people in the comments, do you mean you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, this was... I think I saw your comment. You're like, you're a shill. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, I just asked her if she was a, a shill or just really, really dumb. So... <laughs> And I didn't get a response. If you know, if it's a real person, then she would she'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I posted that. It's it's edited. I want to make sure you guys know it's no, no, no mea culpa, no apology, no nothing. Just on to the next thing. And it's like one, like you know, ninety percent truth, ten percent rat poison every single time. Yeah, you stumbled onto a military. She's some dude in the army. <laughs> some created, created, created AI some, talker. No, yeah, he's yeah. even the scripts. He's just, she's just reading the scripts, and she's she's a good script reader. So yeah. So anyway, don't follow the white rabbit. Yeah, under <laughs> under no circumstances. So. Well, I've got, I've got kind of a whole series on the earthing movie oh but my we gosh can save i'm so excited until after until after so uh, just this is a, a oh actually i said it, i had the alex jones story which i i do but it is from the babylon b okay alex jones sentenced to death yeah <laughs> after several days of hearing if they don't the kill me i'm not happy <laughs> I, just, I, I, I thought i gotta be killed somebody i mean if anybody deserves to die it's me <laughs> After several days of hearings, a Connecticut jury has found Alex Jones guilty of defamation and has sentenced him to death. We, the jury, find Alex Jones guilty on all counts of defamation and have hereby sentenced him to hang from the neck until he is dead, read the presiding juror. May God have mercy on his soul. Eyewitnesses said Jones collapsed as the verdict was read. We understand this is a civil suit, but Alex Jones is so uniquely evil, we decided to pursue that pursuing the death penalty in this case was appropriate, said a lawyer representing the plaintiffs. The jury also ruled that Jones must pay a sum of infinity dollars, which is good because our legal fee was $11 trillion. Jones's lawyers are submitting, are submitting an appeal, but legal experts predict the appeal will immediately be immediately dismissed on the grounds of Alex Jones being Alex Jones. <laughs> the execution is scheduled for next Wednesday. So, there you go. And Alex Jones may not represent himself or talk about how this is not fair. Yeah. In any way. Under the current gag order. So, the Babylon B, they they get it. Well, I I fell asleep at the wheel, guys. I apologize. There was a lot going on at my house here. I didn't cram in as much listening as I usually do, and I don't know about the what is it? The two point? I don't know the ins and outs, the inside uh, scoop on the two point three trillion dollars that the supposedly they have made 
Alex Jones has to pay. No, the the two point three trillion was the amount that the Pentagon had misplaced that was announced by Rumsfeld the day before nine eleven. Two point seven five trillion is the amount they're pursuing from Alex Jones. Oh, so so you're saying <laughs> you're saying that there's a tie-in here. They actually it's a reach around. They've actually figured out from the day so before September tenth. Alex Jones can just gonna be a good get, enough conspiracy theorist to find get, the missing trillions from the Pentagon. He could pay off the Sandy Hook lawyers. Uh, well, I come bearing gifts as we head into the donation segment. We've got some producers out there, and uh, he brought some some good stuff. Okay, so okay. first off, if if it if you're talking to Alex Jones, if you're talking to uh, any you know Katy Perry or any of these people that are in charge, the main thing you got to remember is it's a big club, and you ain't in it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I guess off the cuff, I mentioned that, and uh, yep, we did. Maddie B put it together for us. But the real work of his genius came in the next one, which is supposed to be played during one of Andrew's deep dives, which I cannot wait to, for you to do a deep dive to actually play this. <laughs> so I have to play it now. Yeah, I'll play it now. They've got the poison. Andrew's got the remedy. Andrew's got the poison. Natural remedy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite understand. I can't understand the first part either. Something about something the, about poison that's right up my alley. Something about the poison. Andrew's got the remedy. They've got the poison. Andrew's got the remedy. Andrew's got the post poison natural remedy. Oh, he's got the post poison natural remedy. Oh, there we go. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. They've got the poison. Andrew's got the remedy. Andrew's got the post poison natural remedy. Boom. All right. I like it. Did we get a book off to Maddie B? Yes. Awesome. Revelations Radio. (sighs) (laughs) Love it. Never gets old. Never gets old. All right. As everybody out there already knows, and for those of you who are new, this is a listener-supported podcast, meaning we count on you to make this work. We do not take... Uh, we do take donations. We do not take any type of ad support. We will not be playing any MeUndies commercials or doing a live read about how you need to buy gold or colloidal or silver. Or a really sharp Japanese knife. Really sharp Japanese knife. Colloidal silver. Did you ever get the colloidal silver back in the day? Did, that, does that, like, did you ever do that? I, th- I think so. There is... Yeah. I mean, if you get the colloidal silver, I've heard you want to go easy on it. It's... <laughs> Not an everyday lot of, lot of silver thing. So it's not like the the copper that it's I've not been like copper. Not the copper that I've been mainlining in my veins every <laughs> every morning when I wake up. Cup of coffee, shoot up some copper. So it's yeah. I get Andrew's I got, got the update nat- later, but yeah. <laughs> Andrew's got the post natural or post poison natural remedy. Um, this means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism, just like Maddie B. Always making jingles for us. Thank you, Maddie B. If you feel you are uh, getting value from this podcast, please help us by coming, becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work. So, I want to give you an update from my email inbox. There's no PayPal updates. <laughs> the end. The end. Of, the only. The only. I got one this morning. An automatic payment from blank blank has failed <laughs> this is the most oh, interesting these are the notifications i get in my paypal inbox we yeah. still get a couple here and there from people 
but uh, mostly just get you know people who have canceled them say, hey, I can't do this. Yeah, our our ratio. I'm looking at it. We are now three times as many give send go as PayPal. And let me get into a story, guys. So uh, I think you you chose a winner with the give send go. I I, I believe I did a hundred percent. And people and, are comfortable using that. And here's a hundred percent. And here's why. Uh, yesterday, I was driving home from the post office, as I do every single day, running a business from at home where I have to ship out items. And phone rings, and it's Delaware, and somebody from Delaware. And I'm like, well, this I'm sure this is a scam call. So I answer the phone. Hi, this is such and such from Give, Send, Go. I just want to take a minute and pray for your Give, Send, Go campaign. Do you have a minute? Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah I do. So he prays on the phone with me for like two, three minutes for a podcast she's never heard. Just said that we pray that he would be able that that Tim and Andrew she knew your name everything. So let's just look. She's my name on there. Do we see your name on there? No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so she clicked the to the yeah. website. So um, praise with us. Praise praise with me about Tim and Andrew getting the truth out there. And she really uh, uh, pray, just basically praised protection over us. Asked that our donations would be met. And that uh, we would be able to continue to do the work that we're doing. Like two minutes. Wow, very cool. On and on, she goes. I'm just blown away. So we have to, I say, hey, I really appreciate that. I really felt that. It was awesome. Uh, did you guys call and pray for it? Yeah. We call and pray for every every uh, every campaign that we have on our platform. She said, that, you know, the owners of this company are, are real sincere. And most of the people I work with are real sincere. And I'm super lucky to work here and happy to do it. And... I just uh, pray that you're, she said the word edifying, which kind of blew me away because it's something, a term I use pretty frequently. But um, yeah, she just prayed that it, we would be more edifying and and what we're, what we're doing. So uh, that plus, I actually recently realized that there is a subscription donation available on the Give, Send, Go. So people who want to do a subscribe, who want to give monthly, you can set that up. So I'm looking at you people who are populating my inbox with your fails to <laughs> fail, <laughs> fail to renew. Um, you could do it on give Go. You can hit the subscription, but I will say, I think, I think we have kind of stumbled onto a winner here. Um, you can go on here. You can say, give, you can give money or you could just say, pray and you can go in and just pray and you can write about, you know, you can write a prayer out to us. And as a matter of fact, I think we have one. Let's, let's double check this here. I got to log in. And um, I think the only negative... Well, I, th- go ahead. Because we got, we got an email, mm-hmm. um, I believe from the Arctic Homesteaders, right? That was because they had initially put it in, saw that it showed up on Gibson Go, and they're like, uh, we, you know, we'll keep it a little more private so they just send us an email but yeah and so that's another thing is that you can put that all in there um you can be totally um anonymous on here and we have mostly anonymous donors kind of interesting uh but anyway uh like here you can send prayers into this thing too so you guys can pray for us write it out and then we get it so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a prayer here. We got praise. Uh, this is from Adam. 
Praise only to the Lord. Brothers, be strong in the faith. I myself am undergoing a great heartache, but Jesus' righteousness makes our way before us. It is good to hear your straightforward thoughts on both the love of God and many of the natural discoveries humanity has been blessed to find. Our world is being flooded with poison from seemingly all directions, but God, he will not forsake his name. And in that, we are given the grace that we need. Do not fear the enemy. Which is awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we got some some donors. We can go. We can get to the to the donation sheet. But I'm I'm pretty happy with this. I think this is pretty awesome. So yeah, uh, we have. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know how this works. I'm not a pro, but I have one prayer here that I was able to just read. But over here on my campaign, if I go back, campaign dashboard, go to view. Not super adept in this. Kind of learning on the fly. That's how I do everything. You guys already know this. Uh, we have eight donors, but we have 13 prayers. So I was only able to see one of them. So maybe people are praying or like marking a box, like saying we prayed for, for oh. Tim and Andrew or something well, like that's, that. So That's cool too. Very good. Very good. Uh, so we do have some uh, comments with some of these donations too. Uh uh, do you, oh, do you want have, to read? How do you want to do this? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, do you have the spreadsheet open? I have the spreadsheet open. You just you do the spreadsheet, and then I will pepper Fill in, in any comments that I got from Give Send Go. Okay. So our our first donor for Revelations Radio News two hundred ninety five getting dangerously close to three hundred comes from Danny in Medford, Oregon at. The amount is $25. Thank you very much, Danny. Danny, Danny, is, Danny. We've got some, you know, uh, without the people on this list, uh, we would probably not still be doing a podcast. So we've got some of the <laughs> the very faithful folks here. Some of them have switched to Give, Send, Go, which is great. Mm-hmm. So another uh, PayPal donation from Chris and Karen. In Garden City, Missouri, $25. Thank you very much, Chris and Karen. Got a Garden. nice note from them as well, I believe. Garden City Ranchers. Yeah. And uh, a Give, Send, Go donation from Anonymous of $100. Thank you very much for that. And you that, have a related note? I do. Brothers, I pray this will keep the balance. Be blessed. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that. So it's anonymous on your end too, right? You can't see it. It's not right. just like keep me anonymous on right. the show. Okay. All right. Well, uh, our next give send go, not anonymous, and from a familiar person, uh, Emily in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, sent us $120. Thank you very much, Emily. And that her comment says, switch from PayPal, exclamation point. So. <laughs> for you then thank you for for switching from paypal to give send go and not from paypal to, to nothing we appreciate that and uh caleb sent 77 dollars caleb from ohio yeah from uh, batavia ohio uh, yeah hold on i'm starting to think i may have jumped the gun on that but i just assumed it was that caleb so <laughs> yep i don't I think he 
Was there a corresponding yeah. note with that as well? Or I just totally yes, assumed he, it was. Okay, good. He sent me an email. Oof. You might have seen, like, well, actually, I, I don't think I copied you on it, but no he worries. did send an email. So we. Um, I saw the donation amount of $77, and I was like, eh, I know who this is. Yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you, Caleb. And uh, thank you for the, the excellent email correspondence as well. Always good to hear from Caleb. Uh, Kathleen sent us $35 from San Jose, California. She is another one that went from PayPal to Give Send Go. Thank you, Kathleen. She said favorite podcast on oh, Give Send Go. Awesome. So, Kathleen, she's from California. So, we, you know, it's, it's a tough, tough place to live. So, we can't question her taste in podcasts there. Thank you, <laughs> Kathleen. Uh, and the, aforementioned arctic homesteaders from the actual canadian arctic send us 50 dollars. thank you very much and that on uh so this is kind of an interesting way to do it if people are kind of worried about anonymity or want to be a little more anonymized when it comes to give Sengo, i think the way the arctic homesteaders did it is uh a good kind of rubric to use or measure if if you don't want your name on there you don't have to put your name yeah so on my end on give Sing go which is a public page so people can look at it it says anonymous donor uh three days ago and then in the comment section they just wrote the arctic homesteaders so it does instead of their name being listed there just nothing than the arctic homesteaders which is what we know them as so that's perfect yeah very cool we got a nice email from them and Another one more donation from an, another anonymous donor, a hundred dollars. Thank you very, very, very much. So very generous and week. And this this person, uh, male or female, uh, anonymous donor, two days ago gave a hundred dollars and said in the comment section, "But do I really have to comment?" <laughs> <laughs> so if you you send us a hundred dollars, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I think it's give saying goes little click through situation yeah you want to comment do you want to say something do you want to say something i did not make it to the p.o box today or yesterday yesterday i was sick so that was part of that reason and then today it was not the running in the packages so i apologize if you were hoping to get on this show for p.o box donations but i have not made it there recently so so Yes, so Maddie B got a book, and let's see who else. Uh, we do not have Scott's address. Right, Scott Marge, Mar- Marja is that her name? I don't have the spreadsheet open. It's based Marja's got a, a book on the way. Sweet in the Netherlands. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Maddie B in Australia. The book is on the way, and there was. A long-suffering, probably given up, probably doesn't even listen to the show anymore, but there was another Australian donor uh, has changed addresses, and I've changed addresses since we originally tried to send it, and they took it this time. So Australia is open for mail, and his book is on the way. Well, speaking of which, we have... Interesting. Um... Yeah, we can get into this later, but I think I think that's a wrap for us, right? So did you know who the books went to? I'm sorry? What happened? On the spreadsheet. What about it? 
on the book shipping field, I had it written out who they went to and the amounts there. But oh, I I think that I would never delete that. So uh, that's I think that's a uh, a OneDrive syncing issue. Hmm. I've never seen that before. I've never seen you. Oh, OneDrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Microsoft product, nonetheless. Yeah. Sorry about that. I've I've opened it before, and it's like, oh, I need to resolve any conflicts. I'm like, okay, sure, resolve the conflicts. I just need to open it. And by resolve conflicts, it's like, let's throw Andrew's stuff out. We don't need it. Yep. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. But Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay. So I, I apologize because I wanted to... I had the the other Australian gentleman's name in there so I could shout him out, but I... Is it Ian? Don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Got it. All right. So. Oh wait, I have the envelope that I I had his former address on. Just a second. Okay. Owen. Ah, got it. Owen, your book is on the way at long last. That's awesome, man. Keep keep so. keep keeping on. And hey, uh, just a word of the wise or for everybody that's listening. We have no idea what we're doing. I think that much is obvious. But we have promised people who donate over $25 in the U.S. and over $40 internationally that we will send them a free copy of Andrew's book. Not just not just copy of my book. You can have a subscription to my Substack for free as well. What a Whoa. deal. Wow. Okay, so free copy of Andrew's book and a subscription to a Substack for free. But get this. It's we are not mind free. readers, and we don't know where you live. So, <laughs> you'll have to tell us, especially with this new Give, Send, Go, where I could not know your name, and you can give money. So, that's cool. I love that it's anonymous, but if you do want a book, you'll have to eventually give us your name and address. Yeah. If you don't, then no I would just deal. do it through the, through the contact form on the website, or direct yes. email, too. You want to give your... Yeah, email. my email is tim at timkilkenny.com. Super easy. Yep. Tim at T-I-M-K-I-L-K-E-N-N-Y. Dot com. Um, you could just email me directly. Tell, give me the address. I'll throw it in the spreadsheet, and uh, Mr. Andrew will ship it off to you. Or you just go to the contact form on the website, which is super easy too. Uh, RevelationsRadioNews.com backslash contact. But just yeah, we do need your address in order to get you those books. And if you don't want to give your address and you want to continue to be anonymous, hey, you do you. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, looks like it's working out. I this is uh, yeah, exciting. I'm. I think the only mildly, even slightly negative thing, but man, everything was completely overcome when the lady called to pray for me, is they do ask me for money for my donations, and then they ask you for money when you donate, and then I haven't quite figured out how much they charge to process, but it's not much. Um, the other the other thing is actually to be expected, and the only, the real knock on everything else versus PayPal is PayPal is such a huge multilateral, multi-trillion dollar corporation or whatever. Your money was available like that. This takes some time to settle. We have a little bit of money in here, and I would say we have just, I looked at it a second ago, just over 50% available to withdraw. So it takes a little bit, a little bit of time to settle. But hey. Based on the lady calling and praying for me and them not trying to find people $2,500 for free speech, I'll take it. <laughs> yes. I'll take a couple, I'll take a couple extra days for settlement. They've, they've not shown uh, 
psycho-totalitarian <laughs> tendencies. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're willing to pray for me. I'm into it. And so. as far as we know, their founders don't all coincidentally want to put chips in our brains. Right. Yeah. yeah. PayPal Mafia, baby. So. All right. Well, I want to play the... All right. Should we do the the one deep dive of the day? Let's do it. And then we got yeah. listener emails. We got two listener emails on this. On this topic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's our du jour of the week. Yeah. So we're... I'm sure I said that. We're one. not... We're not leaving. Uh, <laughs> it's our du jour of the week. That was unintentionally very funny to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was delirious. I, I slept a lot in the last 24 hours, and almost none the 24 hours before that. So. Yeah. So so this came about. You sent me the yeah yeah Jason, Jason Burmis, Burmis yeah, yeah. earthing movie yeah, yeah. clip yeah. and then and you still haven't watched it, right? Yeah. Uh, no. no. Okay. Certainly not. So let's completely sick in bed and didn't. Should watch we start out? Should we start out with the bad? Uh, sure. Okay. So this this documentary was overall pretty good. Okay. Uh, lots of interesting stuff. Uh, lots of Dr. Mercola, who you know, I, I listened to also in the Anthony Fauci movie. Say. Another person I couldn't think of earlier. I should have yep. written them all down. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in in that one as well. Uh, there's also another doctor um, who seemed like kind of a normie doctor until she had problems with her kid, as you'll hear about in the clip, uh, Laura Conover. Um, but then there was some, like, Hollywood people. It's like, what do these people have to do with anything? And, like, Buddha statues. And and there was Deepak uh, oh. Chopra. Oh. So let's let's play the... The Deepak Chopra garbage first. So. Okay. Of course, that was not the one I had. What? What? what oh, was you had clip one pulled up. Well, we could do that. No, I have we one, two. What? Which? Where, where's my Deepak clip here? It's Deepak Chopra. Oh, sorry. I was looking in. Er, I was looking through Earthing clips. And yeah. That, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Great. All right. Just for everybody reference, this dude is terrible. <laughs> Everything that we call the environment is actually... All right, that's enough. What else? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this man. I, I might take off my headphones to be able to, to push through. I'm sorry. Here we go. It's not too long. I know, but, but I remember this dude from back in the day, but, you know, early... This is... Uh, pre-2010. Wasn't he on Oprah, like, all the oh, time? Oh, gosh. Uh, I remember seeing his books body. all the time. If everything wasn't as is in the solar system... The Earth wouldn't spin on its own axis. Ah, Deepak Chopra, Earth Solar System. Ah, no flat Earth here. That's no, true. No, yeah, that, that doesn't, you should be proud not, to have Deepak on your side. It's not helpful, is it? It's not <laughs> helpful. And it wouldn't go around the sun. There would be no seasons. So your biological rhythms, circadian rhythms. So deep. Are the Earth spinning on its own axis? Your seasonal rhythms is the Earth going around the sun and they're programmed into your body. If you disconnect from your cosmic body, 
because that's what the earth is, part of our cosmic body. You, in a sense, create the separation that results in disruption of your biological rhythms. Everything linked from dis-ease, discomfort, to inflammation starts with this disconnect, everything. Now we know and that if somebody walks barefoot on grass or the earth or on the beach, at a very fundamental level, basically, the free radicals that are built up in your body as a result of stress and inflammation, they are neutralized. But what is really happening at a fundamental level is you're restoring your biological rhythms and bringing them in alignment, or you might say synchrony, with the earth, which is connected to the entire cosmos. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I uh, cut out the part where he was meditating, with well, the, leading good. the guided meditation. I also, I clearly jumped the gun on Matty B's uh, Andrew's Got the Natural Remedy, because this, <laughs> this is a perfect segment for the... <laughs> we got the... Yeah, so... So now we'll get into the, some of the parts I did like. Um, and the, the main guy in the movie whose uh, name will pop up here in one of these clips, and I'll, I'll point it out after that clip, but uh, he seemed like a, a nice guy, and the people making the movie, you know, they're fine. It's just, I don't know what Deepak Chopra's in there talking about the everything's tied to cosmic Bro, I whatever. can't say <laughs> Like, oh, it, come on, you think yeah. the sun's 93 million miles away? How's that have a big impact on you? It makes no sense. But uh, So let's <laughs> let's get into the actual earthing movies. Slash, and earthing and grounding are basically two different terms for the same thing. But I'll just throw that out there. Just some people say earthing, some people say grounding. Just basically your skin touching the... Actual ground. The ground, the actual ground. So not concrete though, right? Like, yeah, actual ground. It has to be actual ground, uh, or it could be basically you touching something that's touching the ground, like something metallic that's touching the ground. Right, right. So grounded, like a like a. You know what? You know what we need? It's like an electrician ground. Yeah, yeah. we need yeah. electricians to write about us. Are we ready? Earth in movie clip one. Mercola. I first learned about grounding maybe 12, 13 years ago through one of the trainers for the Tour de France team from the U.S. And he was using it with many of their athletes and with surprising results. And I think the surprising breast summarizes my response to it because it didn't seem to make sense. I think I became a believer once I started to explore the science. ATP is short for adenosine triphosphate. It's the energy currency of the cell. We're a bioelectrical beings. That's the currency of our body. That's how it works. That's how we run our biological systems, is by generating this electrical energy that's transferred. And when we connect to the Earth through a conductive surface in some way, there's a transfer of electrons that slowly go into our body. We tried to figure out how much charge the body takes in when you touch the Earth. What happens is the body saturates with electrons practically instantaneously. It's so fast that you can't measure it. So electrons from the Earth 
enter the body right away and they coat the red blood cells so that the cells repel each other. And then they can't clump and the blood viscosity goes down. It's easier for the heart to pump the blood. The blood pressure goes down. All kinds of cardiovascular issues, they go away. In situations where we are insulating ourselves from this a surplus of electrons into our body, we're going to get the absolute opposite. So instead of having low levels of inflammation in a thin blood, we'll have thick blood that's more likely to clot, and our levels of inflammation tend to increase. And I'm, I'm just thinking on the way here, I was thinking about how maybe the thinning of the blood is the reason that all the physiological systems go into balance. Hmm. I thought that was interesting, especially since, uh, you know, for some reason, blood clotting's all the... All uh, the rage these days. All the rage these days. So, uh, very interesting that it supposedly helps thin the blood, and it, it kind of makes sense why it would. Uh, clip 2 gets into a little... A little better explanation of what's going on when when you are grounding. What was grounding actually doing inside the human body? The answer may surprise you. Stephen Sinatra, who was a cardiologist from back east, was attending a convention, and we sat down with Stephen and told him the story of what I was doing. I said, well, if you're affecting pain, he says, you need to be researching inflammation. You don't have arthritis, you don't have cancer, you don't have all these health disorders. What you have is chronic inflammation. To me at the time, inflammation was you sprain an ankle and it balloons up and gets red and sore and it's inflamed. And he says, no, he says, inflammation is different than that. We have so much inflammation in the body, and it comes out in illnesses. We go to a doctor with all these complaints, but a lot of it is silent inflammation, including my specialty, heart disease. Heart disease is an inflammatory process. So how do we reduce inflammation? The most abundant protein in the body is collagen. It's the building block of our tissues. And we have gazillions of collagen molecules in our bodies. They are all embedded in a gel. This gel has a huge surface area and it absorbs electrons and releases them when you have an injury. Inflammation is produced by neutrophils, which is a white blood cell. You have an injury, you have a damaged cell. And so these white blood cells come over and they encapsulate the damaged cell and they release reactive oxygen species, which rip electrons from the damaged cell and that destroys the damaged cell. White blood cells release free radicals at the injury site. They chew up any pathogens, bacteria, or dead cells. They clear the area. It's called the repair field. It's the place that needs to be repaired. Without earthing, some of the free radicals that are released into the repair field leak into the surrounding tissue. If there's not enough free electrons there to reduce the remaining radicals, they're gonna steal an electron from a healthy cell and in the process damage it. 
then the message goes out to the immune system and another neutrophil does the same thing, eliminates that cell, and then you end up with a chain reaction. And this can create chronic inflammation, silent inflammation. You, you may not even know it's there, and it continues for years. If inflammation is the cause of all these health disorders, then I know that not enough rounding is the cause of inflammation because if the body is grounded, you can't have inflammation. Hmm. So that was the inflammation hypothesis, which we've touched on a few from a few different angles in the past. Yeah, so. I'm 100 percent. I don't know if 100% is the right word, but my gut feeling is inflammation is what's wrong with, with us yeah. in, in almost every way. Inflammation is getting way too little press, and yes. uh, germs and viruses are getting way too much press. There. One of the reasons I like that dude at Waco with JP, he does, uh, I don't know if I talked about this, but he, he, he at the end of his videos, and this is the long red-haired guy on YouTube, that it seems like every algorithm has women finding him first. Almost everybody I know, their wife found him first, but whatever. Maybe they just have <laughs> more time on YouTube looking at different things, and then they, they feed him. Anyway, the, neither here nor there. But <laughs> towards one of the end, well, at, literally at one of the end of his videos, uh, so no, he did a whole video basically spoofing and making fun of people who take ice baths all the time. But... In that video, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you previously on the show or off the show, but I'll just tell it again. The way he debunked it, it's like a flat earther debunking flat earth, but by like saying everything that makes it, that, that actually believe in. Like, and right. he kept saying, yeah. one of the things he kept saying was, you have to believe that inflammation is attacking you from all angles. You have to believe that inflammation is the result of this <laughs> and this. And you have to believe, and it's like... I was like, I was like, what is this? Is funny because it's like aimed directly at me, a guy who you know was taking ice baths at the time and and, and worried about inflammation. And sure enough, you know, at the end of it, he does a, like a promotion. He's like, actually, I take ice baths, and here's the ice bath I use, and this is what I like to. So it was all kind of tongue in cheek, but right. Inflammation is a, one thing that ice baths can bring down. They bring down inflammation by by kind of getting in, into a really uncomfortable state of, you know literally using the temperature to constrict blood vessels, increase blood flow and, and anyway, it fights inflammation that way, as well as the other thing that kind of was my original intro to it. And that is when you really start looking at what happens with kids when they first get vaccines. And I yes. was kind of, I was kind of touching on this last week when I was talking about my daughter, the superhero with a skin knee that heals in a day, the more you look at it the, the, and the more, I don't know, I don't have any, I'm not a scientist. I don't, I don't, I'm not a rocket surgeon. I don't know how to do any of that, but I know that it seems wildly criminal to inject my two year old child with a whole bunch of like aluminum and mercury and all kinds of weird stuff that we don't know what it does because she's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that the autism stuff is inflammation. It's inflammation of the brain. It's inflammation as a result to, all of the as a result of all of these neurotoxins all of this junk being injected into the body and a body that a young child like that at that age that size the, the they're so healthy <laughs> they heal so yeah. quick and you just start just in, you do right past everything and just put you know as as our buddy uh, bill gates likes to say you just take genetically modified organisms and you just inject them straight into the veins when you do Jam that, yeah, when you do that, you get 
inflammation, crazy amounts of inflammation, which I think leads to problems, problems with brain function, problems with development, problems with, you know, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done off, but we talk about inflammation a lot because it's like well, one of my yeah, the, gut feelings that I continue to go back to. Yeah, the Dr. Cowan clips on explaining the kind of the mechanism of why vaccines are bad. And we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids arms we just shoot them right into the vein there you go everybody the good guy of the world yeah there he is yeah i can't wait for the the real bill gates because i think that's what kennedy's working on right now but Oof. so protect this man at all costs yeah amen to that so this Anyway, yes. inflammation uh, back back and related to ground. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a hundred percent glad you brought up vaccines because that's exactly what I thought of. Um, not necessarily in this clip, although this clip actually too, because this this is the doctor, mm-hmm. and who's got the colicky baby, and I'm thinking, did he give a you know, did right. he? Take right. the recommended vaccines. She probably, hearing what she says, she probably did because at this point she's just, you know, believing all the normal doctor stuff, and they're the most propagandized of anybody. So, uh, clip three: Dr. Laura Conover, her personal experience there. I didn't know anything about grounding. I had never heard of it at all. But I became a new mom, and I had my first child, and she had colic, and she cried and cried and cried. First thing I did, being a physician myself, was take her to the pediatrician and remember distinctly leaving that pediatrician's office with a knot in my stomach because the first thing they told me is, it's a baby, let him cry. Literally the only time I noticed that she wasn't in pain and the only time I could soothe her was when I was outside and I was barefoot and I had her in my arms and every time we were outside, she relaxed. I noticed if I did use a stroller or if she was in a car, she was still in pain and uncomfortable. This is not placebo effect. Like she had no idea if I was wearing shoes or not. She doesn't know that. I'm holding her either way. And I just slowly started realizing this child can only take a nap and feel comfort is if she was on my skin, held skin to skin, and I was barefoot. She'd be dead asleep. And if I stepped in the house and took both my feet off the ground, she would wake back up and the pain response would come back. And I didn't know what it was called, and I didn't at that time feel comfortable thinking about using it in my conventional medical practice, but I just knew that this is what I'm gonna do to help my child. I was working with a mentor of mine and she recommended that I ground my energy. That I didn't know what she meant by ground yourself, so the first thing I did was go home and look it up on the internet. and. Through doing a search uh, about grounding, I found Clint Ober's work and the book about earthing, and I realized that it's a real thing and a real healing modality with tons of medical literature behind it. The light switch went on, and I thought, we're doing things completely backwards here. A typical day for a child is completely ungrounded. Most children wake up sleeping on a bed that was not grounded in a house or a building or on a floor that was insulated from the earth. And then they go immediately into a classroom that's insulated. And even on recess, in the recess period, they go outside and are literally fenced in and are 
paved with asphalt. And then they have after-school activities, which are either indoors or if they're outdoors, they are literally required to wear protective gear. And even if they're exercising for two hours after school, 100% disconnected from the earth. And then they go home and they go inside and they eat dinner and they do homework all hours of the night and then they pass out in an ungrounded bed. So that's a 24-hour period of time completely ungrounded and that goes on day after day after day. Yeah, uh, low-key, you can hear the propaganda in there. It's like, oh, my baby just cries. It's okay. Well, yeah, yeah. What the doctor said. The pediatrician say? says, oh, that's ah, normal. That's good. Just take him home. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. No big well, deal. Babies just cry. Good for her, you know, for not just accepting that. But, yeah, it's, it's like, it, and how exactly does a baby, you know, colic, like... Why is your baby in pain constantly? Well, it's, it's like sudden infant death syndrome, man. They just die sometimes. So the uh, when I was on Fire Theft Radio, uh, we we talked a little bit about grounding, and Chuck, one of the hosts there, he said he does uh, martial arts stuff, and he started training like just on the bare ground, and you would think that that would be worse and you'd be really sore afterwards compared to like on mats and inside and what have you and it's actually just the opposite you end up feeling like totally fine afterwards and not not sore the next day that uh, the way you normally are with with that sort of training so it's an interesting take i used to play flag football as you know and i think i talked about on the show but then the uh the field turf I'd play games on field turf, and man, I, the next day my knees. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, was play, I was playing it late into my thirties here, so you know, yeah. it's just this is the type of dude I am. But it, it, the, I could definitely notice a difference just between, and I'm wearing cleats the whole time. It's not like I'm actually grounding, but just the difference between hard ground and, and field turf that messes <laughs> with my knees. So, but I don't, maybe not related. Just maybe the so cushion. You would, you would feel better on the natural. Yes. Turf. Even though it was less pleasant to run on, I wasn't as fat. You know right. what I mean? It's more fun to play on field turf, but the next day, I would feel worse. Than, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. And here's a couple things I'll throw out because I got I got little little kids. Uh, my daughter she doesn't like shoes. Period. The end. <laughs> she like she likes looking at shoes. She likes putting on shoes when she wants to go somewhere or do something. You know, she wants to take shoes off when she's in the car. Shoes come off. It's just yeah. like a and it's a like a natural thing. And I think. The more I learned about that, and that was one of the things we talked about, you know, six months ago, was just the, you know, the, the natural, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, construction of shoes pushes all your toes together, and that, that, mm. that kind of limits your um, ability to kind of balance, and so, you know, you don't develop those muscles, and, you know, you end up with a kind of a weird kind of gait or whatever, and you know, they sit high up off the ground. So anyway, I can get into that whole thing in a minute. But the other thing I want to say is my son, this this summer, uh, first summer in Oklahoma, I, I couldn't get him to get on shoes. I, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's all boy, and he is up and down the road, scooter, bicycle. He's in people, you know, jumping in the pools, running around the neighborhood, in the neighbor's house, swimming, in, you know, going to the, the neighbor has a pool. He's in the pool. He's in this other neighbor's pool. He's no. The kid had no shirt and no shoes on for like two <laughs> months this year, yeah. and that's just that's he didn't care. 
You didn't care. Do I have to wear shoes? Just, just didn't care. Didn't want shoes at all. Not interested yeah. in shoes. Doesn't want shoes. So, yeah, um, and my daughter's quite a bit older than yours, but you know, we get the uh, you know extended um, development stages. We'll put it that way. Sure, so, sure, sure. So she's now six years old. She just turned six, and still, you know, Not I, I take her to the school. I'm like. Don't even let's. I forgot to put her glasses on at school, but I didn't have them on when we left the house because she'll just take them off and fling them. She'll take her shoes and socks off, fling them around the van, so then you know, get her to school. I have to find everything and put them back on before I take her in there. So, but it's not a I'm not going to give her credit for wanting to ground because I take her out to the backyard. And she like like lifts her feet up. She doesn't want to put her feet down on the grass. Like she's getting a little better though. I'm right. I'm training her since I looked into this. But uh, interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just so just for reference, Andrew, yeah. this is just between me and you. There happens to be a lot of people listening, but yeah. I feel a bit weird sometimes. This was last week, maybe the week before. I'm standing outside. All right. I have no shirt on. I'm in the backyard. Thank God. I'm in the backyard. I have no shirt on. I have no shoes on. I'm just standing in the yard, just trying to soak up the sun, holding a cup full of bone broth, drinking it, <laughs> and walking around my backyard. I'm starting to feel a little weird. I'm starting to feel <laughs> like maybe this is like a super extended version of the Truman Show. And they're just is it like, a f- it's a fenced in yard. Right? It, it totally fenced. Yeah, no, it's yeah. privacy fences all the way around. So nobody can see me. But I am feeling odd. A little bit, a little bit. It's like, ah, it's, it's kind of like a, is everything going okay for me? I feel like things are going okay. Just walking around, drinking my bone broth and my bare feet in the backyard with my shirt off. Just getting some, trying to soak up the na- sun's rays. Natural vitamin D and, and grounding. That's, and some, some bone broth can't beat that. No. Sounds good just, to me. Just, just, just drip some copper in there. You'll be all good to go. <laughs> well, I mainline copper in the morning. Like I hit it, just wake up, squawk. So, uh, all right, should we move, move on? We got y- a couple more. Yep. So we're to four, or we just do four? No, no we're to four. Oh, uh, we just did three, so we're yeah. on four. So yeah. this is some special ed teachers talking about uh, autism kids in particular. But I had one teacher tell me in a special ed class that they had runners. And what a runner is, is a kid who just runs out of the classroom and they take off and everybody has to go find where the student is. I realized that these kids who are the runners, they're running out to the far back corner of the school campus and it's the only place that has grass and they're sitting down on the grass. And so I went back and I talked to my special education director and I said, can we try this? Can we try this with some of our students with autism? I brought it into my room and I have a a student with autism, very severe autism. He's completely nonverbal. And, you know, it's, it's a good day when I can get this child to sit for 10 seconds. I pulled my mat out, I cleaned it off and I took his socks and shoes off, put his little feet on it. That boy sat for seven minutes straight and played with me. 
He sat for seven minutes straight. I have heard stories from teachers in classes where their students are grounded that they have half the level of referrals for discipline. Some students who were in tears because they were experiencing success when before they were experiencing failure with their behavior and discipline. I've heard stories from teachers with autistic children who have been grounded where they have less of what they call the meltdowns. And the meltdowns are less frequent and shorter and they come back into the classroom and they're learning more than they had learned prior to the grounding. How much of it is that they're just so out of control in their mind and there's so many things that they, and, and these kids, our campus is concrete. There's no place. Even when they're in PE, they've got tennis shoes on. There's no place for them to be grounded. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> example number 500 of public education not designed for the health of your children. But Sure. I mean, it's something I never even really thought about before, but, you know, I noticed the cell towers, every school campus got to have a giant cell weapon system next to it but uh yeah we can't have any just walk around on the grass oh, we gotta have, you know, keep them off the grass if there is any grass so all concrete all the weird like uh kind of spongy rubbery stuff on little kids playgrounds now it's, yep so you can't just do bark chips and dirt but Anyway, uh, I think we got one more. There's a well-established traditional conventional system that relies on expensive intervention. So they'd like to perpetuate that and they're not too interested in having some competition coming in for a lot less expensive to sort of sabotage their profit levels. Because their goal isn't to help humanity, their goal is, to, is really as corporations is increase their profits. The question becomes, you know, how much of an influence has lack of grounding been in the epidemic of disease that we have? Is this grounding a factor? We have a pain epidemic, which has led to an opiate epidemic, a national crisis. So given the worldwide discomfort, unhealth, diseases, all of them are benefited by earthing. There's a resistance to integrating novel thoughts. And many times new ideas aren't implemented until the people who hold the counter opinion die. <laughs> there are lots of people who don't want this to happen. I don't know why people critique it to death. I don't know why they do that. What uh, the skeptics need to do is try it out. about grounding is that you don't need a doctor to tell you to do it. You do not need a physician to recommend it to you. You can try this anytime. It is your birthright because you live on the earth. I ground every day. Hey, I want to be connected to the earth as much as I can. I would say about 95% of the day I am grounded because I believe it's, it's just a no-brainer. Go outdoors, take your shoes off, stand barefoot on the earth, or sit on the earth, put your feet and your hands on the earth, and you will instantly notice the pain and inflammation begin to drain from your body. I got my life back is probably the most common refrain that I hear. Thank you, I got my life back. 
got my life back. Even if the science isn't yet considered mainstream, there is an undeniable and growing number of people who are experiencing the benefits of grounding. As for us and our family, we're spending more time outside and spending more time together. And yes, we're keeping our feet firmly planted on the ground. Well, there you go. There you go, kind of... Who would have thought of that? Going outside. <laughs> so now we just have to add taking your shoes and socks off to the go outside and get some sunshine <laughs> recommendation. Well, I have I have several thoughts. One, I'm just closing out my first summer. I got some zero sandals at the beginning of the summer, uh, which are the kind of minimal sandals. And I got the super duper minimal ones, which are essentially a very thin layer of rubber with some some ropes around it that you can fit between your toe um and so i've been i've had this pretty much my everyday shoe or hat was all the way through probably about a week or two ago when it started to really cool off yeah um and it's obviously not grounding i'm still separated from the, it's rubber so it's not keeping me grounded but it's just a barefoot shoe and i am a big believer in the barefoot shoe i think that I've actually experienced an uh, an increase or decrease in like back problems, neck problems, just kind of alignment type of issues. And I've noticed, you know, people at the gym when I first started going, it's probably looking at me like, why is this, you know, I have no tennis shoes on. I'd wear these to the gym and do lunges and everything else because I wanted to fully exercise my whole feet. And I'm not the only one. A uh, friend of the show, Syra, actually sent an email in this week and she titled this thing uh, Earthing. And she says, earth runners, they are earthing sandals. I don't know the science or if there's any true science behind it, but I know my own experience. I've worn them to hike, run, and backpack. Hikes the same trails and running shoes, hiking boots, five-finger toe runners, zero-drop shoes, barefoot shoes. Hands down, the earth runners are the best. Not that my feet get sore, but recovery is much, much faster. Also, I find that just uh, in day-to-day wear, my feet are less tired, and I can stand for longer periods of time without tiredness. I noticed this participating in the same activities, wearing them versus others. Uh, Syrah from uh, Reno. Uh, and then she has a picture of her on top of Mount Whitney wearing her earthing sandals. Very cool. So, uh, and it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm standing right now. Ever since I started doing this, I've also started doing a standing desk. And so the whole time we do a podcast, I'm standing up. Most of the day when I'm working here from home, I'm standing up. And I don't know if those are related, but that, that that is something that I'm also doing is standing a lot more for yeah. instead, so instead we of should, sitting. We should invest in a, a a grounding mat. We'll do an experiment. Right. I, if I did a grounding mat, then I could just plug it into the outlet here and see how, see how it works. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, we got another one. So there's two. Two came in. So let's hit this one up. Although, kind of intuitively, it seems crazy to me to spend money on a yeah, I know. A I mat understand. when you can like literally walk outside. And, but you can't do, you know, you can't work in the yard. So, eh, I think the grounding mat's worth a shot. It's kind of like you said last week. If you're already so far gone, you're staring at a computer screen all day. <laughs> yeah. For your job, then anyway. Um, yeah, so I should just go out back. And I will. But... It's kind of funny. My uh, 
My daughter, like her favorite thing to do is go outside. She cannot wait to get nice. outside. Constantly. Wants to go outside. It's, you know, that's just like her thing. I want to go for a walk, for a walk. Let's go for a walk. So anyway, uh, I've got another email from a listener. Uh, grounding. I looked at this several years ago. They kept using plants as proof. So I grounded a tomato plant, a jalapeno plant, and a zucchini plant as test subjects. No difference at all when compared to the control group. Thus, didn't bother grounding my toe. Being an old sparky, I've avoided being grounded my whole life as an adult, and thank God for it, as some of the situations I encountered would have been less than ideal. <laughs> From Pat. <laughs> Wait, the sparky meaning like working on electrical stuff? Yeah, I think he's an electrician. Old spark sparky is what you call an electrician. It's kind of it's almost like a endearing or almost mildly derogatory term. Okay. Um, yeah, I. You know, if you're working around high voltage, I'd. I'd wear the recommended attire. Yeah, definitely don't <laughs> want to be grounded then. And I'm not quite sure how grounding plants would help. Like, I don't... Aren't plants grounded? Like, I don't... I mean, I, I, how I like how would a plant not be grounded? I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't Green know soil. what I'm talking about there, but... Well, so what, what do you think? Is there a connection between copper and grounding? Um... I don't know. I I definitely think there's a connection between vaccines and inflammation. Hundred percent. That's and all the other poisons and uh, inflammation and you know. Yeah, that that clicked like, in my head sometime during this podcast. I don't mean this episode. I mean since yeah. 2011 we started it, but it all kind of clicked when you start really looking at when you start really looking at baby's health. What happens when the vaccines are administered? What the result is? The increase in all? It's just. 100%. It, it makes it's 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 so insane that that's not common knowledge. It's only logical. Yeah. You take a perfectly healthy human being, and you inject them with a bunch of stuff and they come out with a bunch of problems and there's a huge number of problems and then we've injected them with more stuff. It's not a, it's not super hard. It's just right. the propaganda is real strong and the fear as the demon and lady <laughs> says. And it's so crazy to the idea of like, you know, they seem pretty healthy. How about we just l- let them be for a while? Yeah, like that—that's the crazy conspiracy theorist talk. You know, you can't do okay. that, buddy. Kid seems pretty healthy. Maybe let's try just you know trying to get them to start eating healthy food and get outside, run around. It might work out okay. Yeah, no kidding. Um. So there's there's the the bold uh, controversial health advice of the day. There. <laughs> what walk around outside without shoes walk on? Walk around outside without shoes on. So it, it is it is more bold some places you know rather than others. There's some places where it, not a lot of sunshine, especially in the winter to to get outside and. And go barefoot, but there was this dude I I never got along with in in Seattle, and he was like a neighbor of mine. He used to walk around all day, no shoes on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he a kind of a hippie guy? It's yeah, kind of a hippie thing. Yeah, it's a hippie thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. I wonder That's, if it's a conscious like I'm doing this for my health thing, or if it just kind of stumbled into it. Get back to nature, man. Shoes are bad for you, dude. 
I don't know. I guess I, I might not have noticed. I wasn't looking for the that special type of minimalist sandal. But mm-hmm. for the most part, back in my hiking in the gorge days, I don't remember seeing anyone. No, there was. There was. There was like someone like full on barefoot. Okay. There yeah. you go. I'm a big fan of these minimalist sandals. I, I, I wish I could figure out how to run in them. There's people who have really gotten... If you can, it's like a, it's like the ultimate life hack for a distance runner. If you can figure out how to run in sandals like that, it's you're you're golden because you you basically you don't have to deal with sweaty socks. You don't have to deal with the, all the blisters. You don't have to like. I'm sure you will get some blisters, like, but if you get a foot uh, to fit well into a sandal, I don't know. It's like, you know, one <laughs> dude came up to me one time. He's like, "Man, those shoes are awesome." I was like, oh, "Okay, man." like they're barely there they're barely shoes like rope with like a little piece of rubber on the bottom he's like just like all black jesus shoes and i was like okay man <laughs> well you know the, i was i was thinking about the uh you know when you leave the city they reject you shake your yeah shake the dust from your feet <laughs> and the uh you know b- biblical times yeah, they're going inside and taking their sandals off then. It's probably a dirt floor at that point, right? Yeah, it's a dirt floor, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which they were also laying down on to eat. So it's Yeah, sitting on the floor to eat. Yeah, or reclining. Reclining at table. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Wow. It is something, you know, it's another one of those things that's like all right, people used to be a lot healthier than they are now. What are yeah, we doing exactly. differently? That's it, ex- another thing to add to that list. But. Yeah, that's another thing we're definitely doing differently, and there might be a reason. That might be part of the reason. Uh, you know, I feel like you should get a hold of, of uh, you know, Jockey Lule's estate and have them add that to the city. <laughs> another problem with the city, no grass. Yeah, yeah, paved over. No grounding. So the guy's name was uh, Clint Ober, I think was the main guy's name in that film. So I think he was the author of the book on earthing. As always. Looking for it. So I got, I'm like in my, I'm looking at my email inbox to look at stuff from uh, our listeners. But in there, I also have an ad for zero shoes and then Vivo barefoot shoes. So So, uh, our old podcast friend Carrie Madey had a sort of related clip did we do number five yes we did number five okay sorry we're done with the we're done moving on earthing movie but on the kind of solution detox oh I still natural health subject uh Carrie Madey on the detox bath you remember this is I heard this before and was doing it so detox, detox, detox. So I love detox baths. They take care of radiation poisoning. They take care of pesticides. They take care of heavy, heavy metals, all kinds of things, even some parasites. So if you got a bathtub, you know someone's got a bathtub, that's the easiest, fastest way. Good old baking soda. 
So one or two cups of baking soda, one or two cups of Epsom salts in there. That already is a wonderful radiation detox. It gets fungus yeast out of your body as well. You add a little bit of bentonite clay. Aztec Secret is a wonderful um, brand, one half to one cup. Now you've also got a, a major pull of poison coming out. You add in one cup of borax, you know that laundry detergent? That'll take nanotechnology out of you. You scrub down, scrub down, scrub down. 20 minutes as hot as you tolerate it, right? Um, Okay, so um, I'm just getting a new website started, carrymade.com, M-A-D-E-J. I'll put all the detoxes. Everything I do is for free. Yep. Sorry, I meant to clip the last part, but. No worries. Yeah, I was doing that. I wasn't. I didn't put all the stuff in there, but I did get some baking soda and some Epsom salts and a scrub brush. Yeah, I did it. I did it in June when we thought when I thought I had the the COVIDs. Yeah, and uh, one thing from that clip that I didn't notice before is the the borax mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Is the copper guy recommends ingesting a little tiny bit of that. So, so we're, we're, just, we're supposed to ingest, inject, inject bleach? Is that what we do? You get the COVID, <laughs> you just inject the bleach. Okay, <laughs> fish tank cleaner. Or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who need? Who needs the? Uh, you know, the real pure stuff. Just go get some fish tank cleaner. Yeah, you know, it's all you need. All right. Well, I'm gonna play a super quick clip. This is uh, gonna be. Part, I you, guess this is going to be. Part, do you think everyone got that reference? What? No. The fish tank cleaner. No, I, I guess the. Wasn't no. it? It was a guy in Arizona that yeah. they they hyped up as this idiot took fish tank cleaner because Trump told him to, and then it turned out to be his wife tried to poison him. Yeah. 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 I bet some people did. Other people probably just think, ah, oh, it's an American thing. I don't understand. <laughs> um. All right, I'm going to present this as... Oh, this isn't it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Player. Oh, oh no, here it is. Yeah. I'm going to present this as part four in our discovery of Jeffrey Sachs rose to prominence being a good guy and then realized everyone around him was not. And uh, here's here's further proof of that. Here's Jeffrey Sachs uh, in a uh, moderate, excuse me, in some sort of a debate with a moderator uh, present uh, to talk about the most violent um, nation in the last 50 years. Okay, so this, yeah, so this is the guy who, you know, hires... Uh, Ralph Barrick to fig- find out where the where COVID nineteen came from, and then figures out he was lying to him, and who's uh, more on the, I guess not hate Russia at all costs side. So. Exactly. Yeah. The most violent country in the world in the nineteenth century, by far, was perhaps the most democratic or second most democratic, and that was Britain. You can be democratic at home and ruthlessly imperial abroad. 
the most violent country in the world since 1950 has been the United States. It's Jeff, been by let's, far involved Jeffrey, in more, now. In more let's, wars. Let's, let's, Jeffrey, I, I'm, Jeffrey I'm your moderator, and it's enough. Okay, I'm done. Well, anyway, so that clip uh, kind of ties in. We were playing the the clip previously of uh, Jeffrey Sachs. Jeffrey Sachs. Well, that clip kind of ties into uh, another Jimmy Dore clip from the previous week, which is going going around, and that's on uh, Ukraine. Of course, uh, Jimmy Dore is a uh, twice bitten one once twice by the vaccine. And now uh, also by uh, super progressivism and is really mad. <laughs> and we've been just kind of <laughs> tracking the, the uh, like you said last week, the most propagandized among us and the ones who are completely bought in are the ones who uh, rebel the loudest when they come to find out that they've been lied to. Yeah. So I'm Jeff. looking forward to Jimmy Dore uh, joining the flat earthers in approximately three years <laughs> in ukraine's interest it is in the global interest to protect as the secretary pointed out the rules-based international order the the rules-based meaning what we say goes because we don't follow any rules when we invaded afghanistan and occupied it for 20 years we weren't following any rules-based order when we invaded iraq and killed a million people we weren't following any rules-based order when we illegally invaded libya bombed out of them turn that state into a failed state with open slave market. We weren't following any rules-based order. When we went and dropped 26,000 bombs in Syria, we weren't following any rules-based order. They call it rules-based order. What they mean is the United States rules the world. That's what this is about. So we don't follow any rules or order. That's all bull****. Right now, we're, we're occupying a third of Syria. Which third? The oil parts. We're stealing Syria's oil right now. What rule does that fall under? So what he's saying here and what, so you have to look, know what you're looking for. What he's actually saying, this is about us staying in control of the world. He's just saying it. And if you don't know what the words mean, that's what they mean. We are going to be in control of the world. And that's why we're fighting in Ukraine. Yeah. What? It's it's not about the people of Ukraine? What? <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of marveling and thinking about him and, and both both him and RFK Jr. earlier today. I was just like, you know, God bless him for like actually standing up for what the original liberal slash, not even liberal, just Democrat party was about. Because somebody has to. Because these these the the, the yeah they've they've both come a long way too, especially RFK for yeah. sure. For sure. And, you know, the follow-up clip to that is another classic Democrat, you know. You just don't invade another country on phony pretext uh, in order to assert your interests. You just don't do it. It just, it just can't be done, man. Yeah. Just, no, you'd never do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, uh, there's he's Brennan Club. He's innocent until, you know, he's a... a accused of a crime <laughs> you know you're presumed innocent until you're accused of uh, national breach of national security <laughs> what <laughs> i didn't know that was how that worked yeah. 
Well, I won't. Can I do a, a news blitz? Oh, hit me. Let's do it. Okay. I'm looking for my other classic evergreen. Where is it? Didn't we have another one on Carrie? Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. COVID Scotland. Vaccines ruled out in neonatal deaths spike. So, spike in neonatal deaths, exactly corresponding to the vaccine, but they've ruled out the vaccine as having anything to do with it. Do you know how they did that? Tested for it? No, they just decided they wouldn't look at that. Ah, yes. Then said there was no evidence. There's no evidence of that. We'll look anywhere else, but not there. Yeah. It sounds eerily familiar to a doctor I once told that the West has one of the worst mortality rates for children, especially in the United States. Oh, no, that can't be true. In the entire world. (laughs) And then her immediate response was, well, it's not because of vaccines. And I was just like, huh. Huh. That's okay. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but the way you said that makes me think that you looked into it, but I know you haven't. So I'm not convinced in any way. As a matter of fact. And lessening the number of childhood vaccines and then infant mortality, you know, those numbers improving. Well, it's not because of the vaccines. Okay. So I'm listening. Yeah. What's it it for? (laughs) What what is it? Something else? So a. this is kind of a, a random news blitz. Sorry. They're no, it's order, okay. I got random stuff too. Let's, let's do right. it. Uh, Cure all copper in the 1850s. This guy, Johann Gottfried Rademacher, wrote in 1841 that copper was a universal medicinal product that can eliminate most forms of disease. I uh, recommends. it says how to tell if it's uh, something that copper can work on or not. And he also recommends uh, saltpeter, which mm. is potassium nitrate. Um, anyway, just an interesting thing. It was posted by the uh, Jason Hommel guy on revealingfraud.com, the copper guy. That so, guy's like the ultimate not... hipster. He's like, you know, 170 years from now, some guy named Andrew is going to think of all this stuff I've already done. <laughs> So, well, I I tend to think that if it's true that people have figured it out before and we've we've gotten away from it for some reason. So, uh a interesting Twitter thread from someone named Ian Clark at Real Raw Relevant and he talks about what he did to get to go from being very overweight and unhealthy and his five steps no shoes no shoes, eat only meat, um, walk every day, uh, drink a lot of water, and sunlight. No, not even close. I mean, ditch processed foods is those like would, in there. Those would be yours. Uh, ditch processed foods, take magnesium, optimize sleep and take naps, fast, avoid oxidants, which is like iron. Interesting that iron was on the list. Excess sugar, like high fructose corn syrup, and seed oils. Mm-hmm. Uh, the COVID blog, interestingly enough, had an article, uh, 2022 midterm elections, rampant homosexuality is the universal eschatological sign of end times and why black Americans must non-vote Democrats out of power. It was an interesting article. 
didn't quite make the cut to read it, but uh, well, and a lot of that came from. There's a recent ad. No, it was uh, Beto. Is Beto gay? I think Beto's gay. Is that, is that a thing? Oh, I thought he was married to a woman. Okay, no, I'm wrong. Uh, what's who's one? One of these guys is gay. I don't remember which one it was, but supposing with a black Obama. Male. No, yeah, oh. Yes, that was it. No. <laughs> Supposedly with a black man. Supposedly his wife. Wait, Mike. what? No. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Anyway, I saw some people on Twitter race. getting super upset about uh, politicians, gay politician, white male posing with a black male that was also gay, saying BLM or something like that. And people were kind of freaking out. Like, this is not. Well. You're not really hitting the base with this one. Yeah. So the. Uh, Anyway, it tough to explain, but it was a it was an interesting post. Uh, this article, man, I should almost save it. Uh, the day I understood the good German, mm. very interesting essay. It's not, it's not crazy long. You get timey. Let me read for three minutes and then stop me. All right, all right. This is, how, this is how my wife and I do uh, television shows, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's, ten minute rule. At ten minute alarm goes off, we both look at each other and take a vote. <laughs> do we go to bed, yeah. change, watch something else, or just turn the TV off altogether. There you go. So the greatest mystery of World War II has been solved. The enigma lasted more than eight decades. The most important event in recent human history is World War II. Yada yada yada. I'll skip down. Uh, with so many books and movies, it was possible to understand what people at all levels and from all the countries involved thought and acted, from important leaders such as Winston Churchill, one of the main ones in the conflict, to feeling the anguish of a Soviet child running away from death as portrayed in the tense film Come and See, an essential masterpiece from Alem Klimov. I have not seen it. However, even after studying and watching everything possible for everything possible for me one single character always remained a great mystery it is the good german this person was the normal citizen of germany not a radical but who did not react when the holocaust occurred he was part of a society that accepted the elimination of six million jews with a terrifying normality and i would say lots of uh, people with disabilities and some other stuff other people as well um, other minority groups it wasn't five or ten thousand people, it was six million. From within Germany, the Jewish population was relevant. 566,000 citizens. Therefore, practically every German had contact with some Jewish family. They were a society that lived in reasonable harmony. Ordinary Germans went to Jewish businesses. Germans had Jewish employees. Their children attended the same schools. They all went to the same clubs, the same restaurants, and played sports together. Friendships were common and natural. Less than ten years later... How do you, an ordinary citizen, accept that a family of neighbors is removed to trains on concentration camps? How do you accept that your Jewish friend's neighborhood business is closed with the owners removed from society without any protest? Hate speech, the book Mein Kampf, defamation, repression, dictatorship, censorship, and Goebbels' massive propaganda, no matter how devilishly brilliant they may have been, in my view, were never enough to explain the contempt of almost a whole of a whole society for the lives of other human beings. 
For something of these proportions to occur, it is not enough for there to be merely a dictatorship. It needs a totalitarian state where the population is in harmony with the dictatorial government. It needs a people that collaborates by denouncing, helping, and not caring about the evil in front of them. For this, the population needs to understand the opposite, that evil is good. Now, by um, And the explanation, uh, he cites an article here. The article, Extraordinary Curtailment of a Massive Typhus Epidemic in the Warsaw Ghetto, was published in the journal Science Advances, was done by Australian researchers from RMIT University, Melbourne. So, they, they cited typhus. That was how they first closed off the Jews into a ghetto. You're kidding me. Jews were spreading typhus. And we've got to, to keep everyone else safe, we've got to keep them locked up in the the ghetto. Oh. It was three oh. minutes. There's the timer. So uh, it was initially called the Epidemic Wall. So uh, that was an interesting little tie-in with today's times and uh, that I, I knew that like Hitler would say, oh, Jews spread disease, but I didn't know that it was that specific, like sure. typhus outbreak and it's the Jews spreading it and we got to put them in a, a walled area. Build the wall. Well, that's one of the things they talk about in the Real Anthony Fauci Part 2, where they're saying like, hey, what the heck is going on? How are our politicians resp- not responding more strongly to the idea that the CDC somehow can vote on like how these other nations' sovereignty is going to be used as an out for the next outbreak. It's like how are we seceding our or uh, seceding is not the right word. <laughs> no, Just giving it's, over. It's actually the opposite. Right. Ceding. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. The C- C- yeah. Ceding our autonomy to this international bureaucracy elected by no one. Yeah, which Bill Gates decides who goes on the germ team, and they decide what's a pandemic, what isn't, and what to do about it. Oh, yeah, sounds great. (laughs) Uh, Luke Rudkowski tweet about the new uh, British Prime Minister-to-be, I guess. Rishi Sunak, uh, one of the richest people in Britain, a former Goldman Sachs banker, World Economic Forum member, and central bank digital currency, i.e. social credit score salesman, is the new UK prime minister. What could go wrong? So I think, I don't know, I haven't looked, actually haven't looked at the stats in probably a year, but are always within the top four or five uh, of our countries that listen to this show is England, clearly, because we're an English-speaking uh, podcast. So for our English listeners... Uh, should we speculate on what in the world is going on over there? Holy cow. Is this like a length of time, what are 45 days for Liz Truss? And then she, uh, just, yeah. she gets it's... laughed out. I mean, what? But don't forget, like, there's a lot of buildup to this. The Charles in Charge tweets out the first World Economic Forum Great Reset tweet back in 2020. Then she appears, the queen appears to be dead, like, for a super long time, but nobody says anything. Then there's her last act before, like the day before she dies, she says Liz Truss is the one. And then within 45 days, Liz is laughed out of and has to resign. And now we have this 
robot hand waving person <laughs> who worked directly for Goldman Sachs. Like, hey, the Yo, Katy Perry we're, thing. We're, Katie, I have. And he's I have ex- also I have ex- crazy rich. Like, he's worth like one point three billion. Mainly, his wife is. Her family is the super rich one, but okay. So, Katie is Katy Perry a robot because her eyelashes stick together? I've been around people <laughs> with fake eyelashes. I say no. Is this guy a robot for his double hand wave repeat, double hand wave repeat, double hand wave repeat as he steps out onto? Uh, <laughs> He's going to the Mark Zuckerberg Downing school Street of there. Uh, of human interaction. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next, next thing you know, he's going to be. Putting some barbecue sauce as one of his uh, one of his yeah, his bookends, almost like the almost like those big banks run things. Yeah, the ah, Golden Sachs there. Wasn't there That's a time a, during this podcast in the last 11, 12 years where we had like two or three Goldman Sachs leaders in Europe? Oh yeah. Now yeah. we're now we're right. Were they just like assign people and like okay, you're the yeah, you were a finance guy for a big bank, so you can go run Greece. Like yeah, we just decide. That's yeah. part of the deal. I think you nailed it too. I think it was Greece. Yeah, <laughs> and then Greece had all kinds of like debt problems and everything else. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. So what's going on there? Liz Truss, forty five days in like. What agenda is being rammed through well, I, here? I think our British listeners should tell us what's going on if they know. Yeah, 100%. But the, this guy is who I thought was going to get in before. So I don't I don't know if it was like an intentional like Liz Truss placeholder and it was designed to go like this or if it was um you know just so happened they conveniently use the opportunity to pin the collapse of their financial system on her on a conservative yeah that yeah. part feels real. well he supposedly is too so i mean th- this could be temporary for him too but he is super connected and i would be i would be surprised if he only lasts 45 days so he could, you never know i mean the prime minister though is all for show anyway no, that they have it backwards, Andrew. The king, the king and no, the queen no. are all for show. No, no, the, no. The prime minister is the one who runs the country. The, oh, it's yeah, just sure. cer- No, the king is. It's just ceremonial. <laughs> it's just a ceremony. No, like no a, real power. Like I also love the fact that they were trying to say that, uh, as a slightly over billionaire, one point three billion dollars, that he was wealthier than. King Charles. Oh, please. <laughs> Give me a break. Have you idiots ever picked up a book in your life? Aye, aye, a history aye. book? Yeah. Sun never sets on the British Empire. But then he ceded all of his land to the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because okay. the Prime Minister was elected by the people. The serfs. All right. Uh, some good news. I've got the document in here, but uh, I do actually have a clip if we can find it. New York City vaccine mandate thrown out. It's a short clip with the lawyer if you want to play that. I do. Just going to need a minute, though. Dude. So, this was the city mandate for not just government workers. But uh, contractors and what have you, everyone had to get vaxxed or get fired. 
Uh, so my name's Chad Lavalia. I'm an attorney who gets to represent these fine men and women over here. Um, what just happened was the judge found that the city's vaccine mandate is unconstitutional, violates the separation of powers, found it to be arbitrary and capricious. Um, he found the commissioner's order mandating private and public employees to get vaccinated was arbitrary and capricious. And um, it's null and void, essentially. So we just defeated the vaccine mandate for every single city employee, not just sanitation, FDNY, NYPD, Department of Corrections, for all the brave men and women who have been our first responders and have been brave through all this, you're now free and you should be able to go back to work. I wonder wonder if there's any first responders out there who didn't get it. Not just uh, not just go back to work, back pay. I saw, I saw that. Back they ordered pay. them with back pay. So, if you stood up for vaccines, if you found a way to, you know, keep food on the table for the last however long, which probably wasn't wasn't very easy, uh, you get now a nice fat paycheck of, of back pay, and you got a. However, you know, year-long vacation. That's awesome. So, Good for them. Yeah. So it's just the city of New York. I always get c- confused by the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court. This was in regard to the city of New York's order. Right. I, well, New York Supreme... Uh, the precedent has at least been set, so perhaps it could spread. So, because I, I don't know, did the state of New York have a? I think the state of New York might have just had health care covered. I'm not going to pretend I, I think, remember. I sure. I don't. don't think it was a statewide order, but I completely off topic. How blown away were you to hear that clip where Robert Kennedy's talking to Fauci and Donald Trump sitting there and Dell Big Trees in the room? <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I did <laughs> that did stick out. That I was like, oh, Dell knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to a lot more of him lately, and with for good reason. So it's got a lot going on there. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's state supreme court or what, but I hope the precedent has been set and other people can follow. So, so something to keep an eye on. This was on the propaganda for dumb people Yahoo. Uh, buckle in for a brutal free fall in home prices, and U.S. housing is in a massive bubble. Experts say. Here's how bad Jeremy Siegel, Paul Krugman, five others think it could get. No, oh, Paul. Talk Krugman. about a kiss of death. Talk about a attempt to drive the housing market into a brutal freefall. What kind of headline is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a you know after pumping it the other way for years. Uh, so then, the National Pulse had a article on the housing market much more like mellow it's like well of course you know no one's refinancing because you'd be an idiot to refinance your mortgage is when you got it is at a better rate than is available now so that drove mortgage applications down and basically it says you know this person's take was uh Fallen housing starts and the unwillingness of homeowners to sell homes with low mortgage rates will create a lack of inventory. My advice is to stay put for now. So, 
In other words, low inventory will tend to drive, keep prices from, you know, cratering, which that makes, that makes sense too. Unless, so, you know, so Yahoo, um, <laughs> we're all going to die. Housing market's going to crash. And the supposedly extreme national pulse, even though it wasn't Raheem Kassam that wrote this one, uh, much more measured. So interesting there. A thread from Dr. George Furman on seed and vegetable oils. Interesting one. If anyone wants some more seed oil propaganda there or anti-seed oil propaganda, some details on manufacturing process, Uh, some of the stuff we've talked about before, but it was, it was a good one. A thread from, Alexander Zek on comparing uh, Santa Claus to germs and <laughs> reasons why we believe we, you know, were lied to about Santa Claus and lied to about germs. And yes, it makes sense. And yes, there's evidence, but that doesn't mean it's true. And he goes through that. It's a good thread. Uh, Biden launching Vax Up America and getting his fifth COVID shot because they work so well. Like I said off the show, do you think Brock's in the back office smoking a cigar? Just send send Joe out there again. Tell him to get vaxxed Uh, up. That'll be good. Time time for you to kick it off. This will get people really excited to go get another shot. We're kind of getting some indication that people don't want any more vaccines. That's not possible because the Moderna guy says... You know, we're going to get one every year. So, you know, people aren't actually questioning all vaccines now, are they? So that's... Police police driving by your house? Yes, that's yeah. on my end. Yeah. Sorry. It's, no, it's, don't be sorry. It's They live in the you, hood, man. Nothing you Piedmont. can control. I've never, I've never heard sirens on your end, for one. And uh, this is good headphones. Like I started to hear it. I'm like, what is going on? I start looking around. Um... Here I got a clip. I I could throw these together. We we'll do. Uh, got, we we have to we have to do our our uh, segment. We haven't done our segment this month or this 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 episode. So. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. <laughs> Someone like him tells you there's an island that they take influential people and they have sex with underage people. You'd be like, what the. F- talking about and then if you told me years later that the guy Epstein would first of all go to jail for doing that very thing for having uh, sex with underage people then still be able to court people like Bill Gates and be able to have them and travel with them and go places with them and then years later he would be suicided in some way where all the cameras stopped working and no one ever got brought to justice for it in any significant way. And that years after that, Ghislaine Maxwell would be arrested, that she would be tried, that she'd be convicted. And that the list of the people that engaged in this illegal activity would never be released. I would say that is a banana republic bull thing. That's not going to happen in the United States of America. No, people are going to be brought to justice. I don't care how powerful they are. But that's not the case. No. 
You know, I'm I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Well, he's dead, so in general, you always have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Some editing work for you. Yeah. <laughs> Regret. Regret. Already did, already, and I had already fixed the Jimmy Door clip, but. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, have you heard of this lady named Carrie Lake? We talked about Carrie Lake last week, man. I know, man. It's a joke. She's <laughs> She's out here. Hey, are you scared if the NFL comes to town that they're not going to want an open border? Let's jump then to the fallout. We know that there's been a history in Arizona with SB 1070, with boycotts in Arizona. We know the Super Bowl at one time was pulled over the Martin Luther King law. You're gonna, you would be inaugurated, you would be sworn in a month from the Super Bowl being here. If the NFL were to threaten, they're going to pull the Super Bowl if you do that. Would it make you waver in your decision? You want to tell me that a bunch of football teams owned by billionaires are okay with fentanyl pouring across our border at a record level killing our young people number one killer right now is fentanyl 18 to 45 it's killing a generation of people if the nfl is okay with that then they got to do some soul searching i don't think the nfl is that stupid i really don't so you're you we wouldn't be concerned to make about sure that. that we're stopping the cartels okay. no i'm not concerned okay. the people of arizona is who i work for and that's why i'm here with you today mike this is a job interview this should have been a debate and we are doing a job interview. And you, the people of Arizona, are the hiring agent. I will be working for you. And unfortunately, my opponent doesn't have the courage and doesn't have the respect for the people of Arizona to show up here, sit on this stage, and take these same questions. But I'm not going to be taking marching orders from the NFL. I'm taking marching orders from the people of Arizona who are tired of their children getting their hands on the most deadly drug this country's ever seen. Mike, I, I talk to parents all the time. The hardest thing in the world is having a mother come up to you and tell you that she lost her 19-year-old because he took a pill. He took one pill. He didn't know it was a fentanyl pill. He didn't know it came from Mexico, from the cartels. He's gone. Think about what we, and think about out there what you have accomplished since you were 19. There's no amount of money that can ever bring a child back who's lost his life to fentanyl. And the thing is, we don't have to have these senseless deaths. We're being poisoned by the cartels and the CCP. The communist regime out of China is behind this. And if you don't think that they can take down a civilization and a country over drugs, with drugs, then you need to do a history lesson. And you've got to look at the opium wars. They brought down dynasties with drugs, and they're trying to bring this country down. I am a mama bear at heart, and I will fight tooth and nail to protect our children. I don't want to have to face another parent who's lost a 17-year-old son, a 19-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old daughter. We're losing our future, Mike. And so if the NFL has a problem with that, they're going to have to uh, lick their wounds because we are going to secure our border in Arizona. Would yeah, she's something. She's bringing, something. Bringing up the opium wars. I know. <laughs> she's, she's something. And the crazy part, too, like, she is... She's so comfortable in front of the camera, right? I mean, those her everyday work, her everyday work environment. So, you know, she did something in this interview that I I noticed immediately. So it's a typical kind of 
I don't want to say side by side, but they're kind of at a 45 degree angle where they're kind of facing each other, but also facing towards the camera. But their chairs are angled towards each other, so it's easier for them to look at each other. And generally, that's what people do. They'll kind of cross their legs and look direct. So he asks the question. He's looking right at her. And she starts to answer. And as she answers, it's almost like a, like a you know, reminder went off in her head. And she turns and no longer looks at him and looks it directly at the camera for the entire rest of her delivery. I was like, goodness gracious. <laughs> so basically, if you watch it, it's almost disconcerting. She's looking you in the face while she talks about opium wars and people dying and everything else. She's, she's something else, man. Yeah, they went from, oh, she's a joke, and the Democrat uh, helping Project Veritas had the footage with uh, the Democrat candidate's sister, mm-hmm. twin sister, talking about how the Democrats put money into Kerry Lake's campaign. Oh, the, uh, uh, in the, the in the primary, the old Hillary. Yeah, because they I can she, I can beat the Trump. Extreme MAGA candidate would be easier to beat in the general election, and it's not looking that way anymore. Turns hmm, out that even though Lauren Boebert has a lot of problems and is uh, quite outspoken, she handily won her <laughs> area yeah. yet again. Yeah, but. I think by an even bigger margin than originally, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, more and more, I think that is more and more common. Yeah, I I took a look at uh, Real Clear Politics today to see if they're still giving us a Democrat governor. So the poll, Here? yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> their their polling numbers. Could you imagine still have like, the, what would happen? Like just walking around day to day, like. <laughs> Their polling numbers still have the Democrat ahead, mm. yet they are projecting the Republican will somehow win, even though it's, you know, so close. Yeah, please. It's, which, you know, it's not that Stid is all that great, but he's a lot better than, a lot better than the alternative. And I, I don't see a lot of, uh, you know, organic support. So, well, I just I think a good example of you know Stid is definitely not amazing by any stretch, but uh, with the vaccine schedule, she or uh, COVID vaccine being added to the childhood vaccine schedule, he immediately came out and said, "Yeah, not in Oklahoma. We won't be recommending it." Yeah. Yep. That's that's good. I mean. They've kind of gone. Come on, it's better, for- it's better than the. Let me let me let me speak for for me then. That's way better than Inslee. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll inject everything in their kid, and oh, they well. need to mask up, and they're, they're they'll be lucky to go to school. Tina Kotek's main campaign platform is, "I will make sure that you can still kill your baby here in Oregon <laughs> when I'm governor." That's like her main thing is Planned Parenthood. She like drank some. T- uh, she made a tweet. She's drinking tea and looking and sitting next to an empty chair. Says, "I miss Joe." We- <laughs> yes, because apparently Joe yeah. Biden like had tea with her or something. No, it was at the ice cream shop. Oh, okay. Remember we we played the Joe oh, Biden yeah, yeah, yeah. ice cream clip last week. Yeah, yeah and then there was. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal, Mac. Um, so the my uh, yeah. grandfather was an all American. And inflation. Deflation <laughs> is only as you put, you know, the union. It's good paying jobs to Scranton. 
So Elizabeth Warren went to campaign for Tina Kotek oh. in in Portland. It was what, a high what school. To her? It was a high school gymnasium, and they couldn't like tiny high school gym, and they had to show only like the not the main bleacher section, just Front like the rows. side chairs, and they couldn't even fill those up. It was crazy. I mean, crazy how few people were there. They didn't even have seating on like the gym floor. I had I had uh, high hopes. I don't know why, but I had I had better hopes than this for Elizabeth Warren. What happened to her? Oh, yeah, just we got those photos. Trump sold out to Pfizer for a million dollars, but Elizabeth Warren sold out for like ten grand to to Bose to do the hearing aid scam. <laughs> <laughs> could you give me some of those Bluetooth Bose pods I can put in my ear? Can, yeah, can we can get those for in, you. Can you throw in a set of headphones, the Russell Wilson headphones? Russ bot needs firmware update. Cannot throw to left side of field. <laughs> oh, man. Um, speaking of which, last week you said that you felt bad because I was an avid user of AirPods. I want you to know that it's not your responsibility to make decisions for me. And I did know that they were bad. I knew that they were bad. Not, I was starting to realize that within the last year or so when I was like, Oh no, <laughs> it was just slowly getting myself to stop today when it was day after being sick. So I needed to get some sort of exercise. Went on a, went on a bike ride, rode around with the wired headphones. So lots of wind noise with the wired headphones, lots of wind noise. <laughs> But uh, I made it. It was a little chilly this morning. Yeah, no, I didn't get out this morning. I waited till it was a little this late afternoon, mid afternoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. nice this afternoon, but yeah, no, it's definitely a little bit too chilly this morning. I had to talk them into letting me play golf this morning. Uh, it was closed fr- yesterday, and they were like, "Oh, we're not going to open until later." I'm like, come on! But they they let me play. So. Oh, it's because of the uh, the rain from last night. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, you know you're, you're like you're the like, idea of closing a golf course because it rained is a little bit foreign to me. But. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, so it did. <laughs> so it's still grass, right? Yeah. So I could anyway. Oh, just me. Just me walking. We could probably cut the last 10 minutes off here, but anyway. <laughs> We're not cutting anything off, man. This is it. It's going in. We're doing it live. We'll wrap it up. Did you bring bring a verse this week? The verse of the week is... Let me grab that. Before we get to that, let's see if I got anything else here. Ah, this clip's making the rounds again, but it's uh, the classic Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you oh. do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? <laughs> no, well, no, no, come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop talking about it. 
I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You as- it was funny how he tried to like divert. Like you can hear Morgan Freeman actually get madder, and he's like, "Well, I'm a Jew." And he's like, "Oh, cool. That's great." This When's Jewish History Month? Yeah. <laughs> but well, Mor- and Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington not not question a lot on this uh, woke agenda, BLM, anything like that. It's weird. Yeah, seems odd. Are they still getting work? Uh, Denzel, I think, is for sure. I think Morgan's getting up there in age. Yeah, I mean, he's that wasn't like a career ender for him. No, not at all. But it was just like very rarely. If it had happened again. now, you know, in today's climate, that might have been a career ender. But uh, yeah, on the whole Kanye thing, I have no interest really in deep diving that. But if people are interested in um, kind of an informal history of black Americans and American Jews and their relationship to each other. Uh, episode 76 of MoFax. Adam okay. Curry. All right. It's called the third rail. So I won't, won't spoil it, but basically, yeah, there's, there's some history where they were allies and then, uh, cause they were both getting discriminated against. Right. And then uh, the Jews were kind of no longer discriminated against. And the perception from black Americans is that they just kind of forgot about the old Hmm. alliance there. Interesting. So some of the Kanye West stuff, I think it goes deeper than just, you know, his personal experiences. Yeah. Don, Don King. Black Jewish American. <laughs> Was he? I think so. Pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. All right. Matthew 5, verse 23. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with them to court lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison truly i say to you you will never get out until you have paid the last penny uh if you're offering your gift at the altar remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift at the altar and go first be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift as we heard from our clips way back at the beginning of the show the demon talking about unforgiveness. So I think that'd be a good verse to bring to the show. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. I meant to clip Micah chapter six, but forgot to do so. So I'm glad you had had one. I had it on the fly. I got it done. So yeah, I had some stuff that we didn't even get to, but it's late, late. It's already oh, 1 a.m. here. We'll wrap it up. We'll skip the, I had some, some quotes from Jockey Lowell's propaganda, but we will save it for a future time. Absolutely. Got get any words of wisdom for us to get us out of here? Well, I don't know. Got a, 
got a few directions we could go here. Keep your eye on the elephant. <laughs> yeah. Keep your eye on your elephant on the elephant and your sh- shoes off. Take your shoes, <laughs> shoes off. And your feet on the ground. Keep your feet on the ground and your eyes on the elephant. I've got the poison. Andrew's got the remedy. Andrew's got the plus poison. That's your old remedy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it says they just timing by you there. But. They got the poison. Andrew's oh, got they the, got the poison. They got the poison. Like Andrew's got the remedy. They got the poison. Andrew's got the post-poison <laughs> natural remedy. I think that's what it says. Nice. I don't know, Maddie. Maybe clean up the the first part a little bit. But hey, we're getting jingles out of it, so it's hard to it's hard to even look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Do you do you have the other clips we were sent? Which ones? Is that end of show material? Uh, oh, you're talking about? Did you? Did you? I, the, I didn't know you actually got the those. mixes. Yeah, we had some some longer mixes. Uh, I'll have to save them for next week. I don't have them right now, and we got to wrap it up. It's late. Yeah. So okay. we'll save them for then. I don't know. Thank you, Maddie. Hopefully, you got a uh, got a book coming to you, and uh, thank you everybody out there for listening. And uh, we'll keep we'll keep on keeping on. Keep on keep it. Can't quit now. Can't quit at two ninety five. <laughs> Coming up on a very round number. Listen, listen. It's right around the corner. Listen, listen, listen to the to the next one too. Thank you for listening to this one, especially if you made it this long. And um, thanks for all the support. It means a lot. Nobody listens to the only part of this podcast, man. They're all still here. Thank you, guys. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-